Let's face it, this is not the worst thing you've caught me doing. You look nervous. I'm in a glass case of emotion! Only let go of me. I think you're worth my neck me. That is why the warriors have come! I'll be back to have vengeance! Throw me a freaking bone here. The martini, shaken, not stirred. Hello, kitties! You may fire when ready. In the red corner, standing six foot two inches tall, weighing in at 245 pounds, is the Eclectic Collective! I can't believe she broke up with me. You know what? She lost the best thing she ever had in her life. You know what? I'm over it. All I need is some good tunes that will get me, get my head straight. Welcome to the Nonstop Block of Rock with your DJ Dirt Cheap. We know you've come here to rock your cares away. And we're going to get it going now with that song Loser by death before dying while bleeding through a twisted river of a heartless unicorn. my god that song sucked what's happening to rock these days ah well i'm in a funk mood anyway what, what station has that funk again ah what's up players and pimps y'all know y'all ready for some good music how are we gonna do right now what are we gonna do we're gonna listen to some good old funk let me check my palm pilot ah, it's a good tune called boohoo by the funkadoodle here we go again Fool. 
What on God's sweet green one? Is it me or is everything geared towards me for some reason? I've never peed on the seat. I have excellent aim. Who cares? What I really need right now is some rap. Yeah, some rap that will put that chick in her place. Yo, what's up, what's up, what's up? Yeah, Brooklyn in the house, yo. Up? Let's pop off the hour with DJ Diddles with What's Bad About You? You're just a slob, no girl or job Your tango is premature, you flop She sees your friend, she rides his bins You see her at school smiling, look out friend You can't compare it to him, he's rich and thin Students and staff look at you and laugh Don't turn the station, this is education You really have to stop all that master Are you freaking kidding me? This whole thing is her fault, you stupid radio what about the time she... And hey there, my fellow loser. I know you didn't turn to my station, but I'm going to give you a song that'll make it all better. Or just give you some truth. Sorry, bro. Don't mean anything. She wanted your tiny brain could endure couldn't take your broke down car anymore that's what you get for buying a Ford you worthless junkie you want it your tiny brain I'm so sorry. I'm sorry. Hello, and welcome to the Eclectic Collective Show, where we have had our hearts broken by broken vinyl, eaten cassette tape, and getting an album without a hidden track. <laughs> I'm Matt. I'm Ryan. I'm Brian. I'm Jim. And we have a special guest today. Chad slap of the beast Grant. How's it going, gentlemen? Hey, man. Hey, man. So tell us a little you. about yourself, you. man. Uh, just uh, you know, as you said, slap of the bass. Slap of the bass. What, what I do? It's, it's I play all about, bass, man. It's all about slap of the beast. Slap of the bass. Uh, today we're going to discuss all things music. What music is our favorite? Favorite artists, bands, concerts, and so on. We'll also discuss where music is coming from to where we think it may be going. Uh, we're going to... Hey, I, I remembered to explain the show before you we did. got started, right? <laughs> hey, you sure did. did. But are you going into our announcements? <laughs> we're going into our announcements All right. Now. You've done it right. All right. Yeah, I got it. I got Fearless it leader. I got it keyed this time. So we're going to start <laughs> out with some announces, announcements this week. Uh, Jim's going to do sports. So what kind of announcements you got this week? Man? Um, so this past week in uh, the wrestling news, uh, sad news, on the 13th, we lost Jim the Anvil Nightheart. Uh, passed away at 63, uh, one of our favorites, member of the Heart Foundation. Yeah. Um, 
Also, as we speak right now, we are watching NXT TakeOver, <laughs> and tomorrow is SummerSlam, so we will be having an episode coming up soon that's going to recap some of this wrestling that's happened this weekend. Yep. Uh, this past week in the SEC, uh, the power rankings came out, and Tennessee's finished a pick to finish dead, dead last. last. All right, no expectation. I love it. I know, right? And Started from uh, the bottom, now we're here. You know, <laughs> hey, uh, top rankings. You know, number yeah. one, Alabama. Number right. two, Georgia. Number three, Auburn. So uh, we'll see how that season goes. I think we're gonna. I think we're gonna do a lot better than last, but we'll see. I, I think we'll do better. I I, I know two teams. Right now, at least Kentucky, because they lost a lot of seniors. And yeah. I, I think we'll beat them and Missouri, definitely. I can't believe we're we're last. I mean, yeah, the power Missouri rankings, is, they're picking us last, though. I mean, I think it's a lot with to do with the, the coaching changes. Yeah. Um, also, uh, NFL news. So, watch the uh, first uh, Tennessee Titans uh, preseason game. And uh, uh, offense looks good. I think the defense looks a little weak, but it's yeah. still preseason, so a little too early to tell. He keeps throwing a lot of different people in there, so you could tell it's, that he's trying to get yeah, something Yeah, he's together. trying to figure it out, but we'll see how it goes. It's too early to tell. It's preseason. Yeah. Um, a couple other things to note coming up in this season. Um, NFL uh, no longer televising the anthem on Monday Night Football to take the platform away from the players. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, they're not going to give them that platform. If they want to kneel, they're gonna, still going to get the fine and everything, but they're not going to have the platform, so the t- the, they won't be televised anymore. Really? Yeah, they're taking it away. That is interesting. Um, and then also, despite the NFL's attempts to clarify it, the new helmet rule is still giving everybody confusion this year. I, yeah. uh, because it's on both sides, offense and defense, and if you tuck your helmet, it literally reads, if you tuck your helmet on mm-hmm. the approach of an opponent, Yeah. You're going to get flagged if you do it again. You're kicked out. Yeah, I heard on uh, uh, the zone uh, there was a linebacker. I can't remember which linebacker. He even said when he goes for the legs, and if your helmet just happened to hit first, then they'll throw that flag, mm-hmm. and it's like you have no choice. Yeah, you know when you go for the legs. So it's really confusing. They, you know, they either need to define it a little bit more or. Mm-hmm. Keep it to where it's like, I think the helmet to helmet is fair. Yeah. Or, you know, helmet to chest, maybe you could take that out. But other than that, I don't get that rule. It's a very confusing I remember rule. my coach in the back in the day, uh, he was like, put his helmet in the numbers and take him down. That's yes. the way right. we were trained. So, yeah. That's all I got. All right. Uh, before we get to Ryan with entertainment, I just want to say, uh, you know, we should uh, have prayers for Aretha Franklin and her family. You know, rest in peace. We lost the legend. Uh, you know, a, a very important person that uh, brought up diverse uh, music and uh, culture into you know the world, you know, around the '60s, and you know, definitely that's an, lost. That's the an legend. irreplaceable voice. Irreplaceable. Man. And interesting fact: she died on the same date as Elvis Presley. Oh wow! And same date. Babe Ruth. And Babe Ruth. Really? I did not hear that. I one. did not know that. Three Queen, legends. The Queen, the King, and the Sultan. Wow. Wow. Man. I didn't know that. That's uh, awesome. What, what's the quote from Sandlot? Uh, Heroes get remembered, Heroes get but remembered. Legends, legends never, never die. die. There you go. I love yeah. it. All right, Ryan, you got you got some entertainment. News? Yeah, entertainment news. You know, the big news, of course, like Matt said, was Aretha Franklin passing. But we also got box office news. The Meg 
came in at number one last week. Oh man, Jason Statham's movie. best movie performance. Yeah, it was absolutely wonderful. We it. saw that last night. I thought it was wonderful. Well, it's, well, it's his best box office performance, yeah. I should say. Yeah, an unseated Mission Impossible, which came in two. Then Christopher Robin came in number three, Slender wow. Man. I still want to see you, that. I do. I yeah. actually want to yeah, see I'm that. Yeah, I want to see that too. Yeah. Uh, the Black Klansman, which I actually do want to see that. Looks funny. It looks really it's good. good. Um, so we're looking also in entertainment news. I know a lot of us are Stranger Things fans, so it yes. looks like yes. season three is going to be based around 1985, the Fletch movie. Oh, <laughs> nice. Oh, I, nice. Love the, I love Fletch. So awesome. we're looking at that. Also, it looks like uh, the movie, the surprise movie, I think Crazy Rich Asians is supposed to top the box office. Really? I don't get that I don't, at all. Yeah, yeah I supposedly it it's supposed to dethrone the Meg. And then something I just read recently. So the box office news, we're not going to get into too many details. But Kevin Spacey had a movie come out this past weekend called Billionaire Boys Club. Okay. Y'all want to take a guess on how much it made? $12. $126. Wow. <laughs> that Ouch. is it. They sold like 22 And I mean, the cast actually is pretty impressive. You got the guy that starred in uh, Baby Driver, Ansel, I can't think of his last name. Emma Roberts is in it. Him. I mean, you know, some people that probably would have... Yeah, should have drawn. Yeah, should have yeah. drawn a little bit. Yeah. But yeah, so it only made $126, and that's on opening day. It hasn't made anything else. Oh, that's my gosh. But yeah, definitely the big news was Aretha Franklin passing. You know, it's just yeah. sad when we lose too many so, legends. Yeah. Too many. Uh, I got a couple things. Uh, Weird Al finally gets his star in Hollywood. Oh, nice. Yeah, so, okay. <laughs> you know, about time. No doubt. Uh, and uh, there, there, I read something in Entertainment Magazine this week. I want to ask y'all if you, yeah. if you agree. It was said in Entertainment Magazine that uh, Game Night, Blockers, and Tag are movies that are bringing back the comedies we used to love in the past. What do you think about that? Do you agree with that? I don't know about bringing it back from the past because they all have a new vibe to them to me. I mean, don't get me wrong. I think it's a resurgence of comedy um, in movies again. And I'm going to tell you right now, I have seen Tag, and it I thought it was hilarious. It was amazing. I, I thought Tag. it was hilarious. Yeah, see, I saw Tag and Game Night. I haven't seen Blockers yet, and I thought they were both hilarious. Yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, I don't, I don't know if I would agree they're bringing back comedy to what they, yeah. It, yeah when I read it that, it kind of made me want to go back and watch them just to see and be like, yeah. is this something that, you know, in the 80s or 90s I would have watched and laughed just as yeah. hard? Yeah. Uh, and I got one com- one complaint this week. <laughs> Only one? One. I got one complaint that I'm going to actually say. Yes. Okay. I got a lot, but you know. What is it with computers in movies and TV? Uh-huh. Because they run faster than anything in real life, and it bugs the crap out of me. It's called CGI. You mean, you mean, like, when, you mean like when the crime lab solves a case with a computer in like 12 seconds? In 12 oh, seconds. Yeah. Okay, for, for example... <laughs> And I got two examples actually. One is in Twister because it's in the nineties. Yeah. When they send up Dorothy or whatever into the tornado and their little block laptops <laughs> that are not hooked up to anything. Yes. It's outside. They're running like a thousand numbers, like half a second. It's just sure. and it's going really fast. And I'm over here with you know, a 2014 <laughs> MacBook Pro yeah. that's still stuck on a load screen. <laughs> and these people in 1997 got brick laptops. And in the show Flash, which is an up-to-date show I'd watched yes. this past yeah, season, yeah. when he goes into Flash mode, 
as he's going super fast, the computer is going just as fast as him. <laughs> yeah. Like, what is up with that? Yeah, I'll like, already outrun the computer now. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'm watching progress bars every day. Every day. <laughs> okay, those those are my complaints. Hey, I, I got one for you on that note. All right. I, I was actually watching an episode of NCIS today. And they were busting this computer hacker, and he gave them the IP address that he was coming from. And I was like, okay, I'm a total nerd for knowing this, but this that's a private IP address. That that would never be in public. It's a 192.168.0. I'm like, that is a private IP address. That, no. <laughs> Example that I that used to drive me nuts was the show Bones. I used to love that show Bones. But it was all every time the chick that was really good with computers, they would go to her and say, you know, it would be great if we could put these two pe- things together that we've never been able to do in in, his, in crime <laughs> history. And we could and, do it now. And then she's like, let me go to this software that I wrote my Myself and oh wow, it's there and we've done it and we've solved the case. Yay! <laughs> Just like that an drove arrow. me nuts. Technology. Just, yeah. <laughs> you know, if you can invent things that quick, you mean you wouldn't really need to save the world. Yeah. Number number one, if she could write programs that went that fast yeah. and solve crime, she'd be a billionaire yeah. retired. Exactly. Yes. All right, so uh, on to the actual podcast. We're going to talk about music. It's all music this week. This is something that we all love and have relationships with and can't live without. So I think this is a good discussion for all of us. Uh, and and Chad, Chad, you know, Jim and Chad have played in how many bands have y'all played in now? Like uh, three, several. four bands. <laughs> yeah. I mean, if, if you count cover bands and you know, yeah. and I don't, I don't have fingers. Probably. Did you? I think majorly it was just the Tragedy Kings, though. That yeah, we, yeah. that we, that was I the major say. effort. That were we, y'all we both in Brown Twenty Five? No, I was not. He was. You were. Was, yeah, yeah. That's when Rod I Rodman was the drummer. Yeah, I met Rod Chad. Rodman was the drummer. I met Chad when. Around Brown Twenty Five yeah, time. That's when I was hanging out at the video store. Yeah, the video store. Right. Yes, yeah. where like where they used to where where all band start. That's where they all yeah. started. All they start. <laughs> <laughs> all right, so let's go to what is your early, earliest memories of music? Uh, let's start with you, Chad, since uh, you're the new guy. Let's pop the cherry. Yeah. What's man. your earliest memories of music? Uh, you know, music's always been around my house. I mean, I remember being a kid. You know. And, you know, popping in eight tracks into my parents' hi-fi, you know, and, and listening to them. Yeah. You know, running around the house to Alabama's Mountain Music when it got really fast on that fiddle part. It was like, oh, yeah, here we go. You know, thinking, man, this is the fastest music I've ever heard. Fast forward 20 years and I'm listening to, you know, Slipknot. But, uh, but uh, you know, listening to that. And then, you know, uh, a handful of years later, too, you know, uh, my mom actually played and sang in, in some bands. When I was oh, I didn't up. know that. That's cool. Yeah, she, uh, she was in several cover bands and... Uh, uh, did some singing and uh, a little bit of acoustic guitar playing and such and so you know we even had uh, she held rehearsals with the band at the house every now and then so oh, I kind of got to That's sit neat. between guitar amps with uh, my fingers in my ears to you know just, just <laughs> so I wouldn't blow my ears out and just kind of watch and listen and so uh, you know years later you know I picked up an instrument myself so That's nice. awesome. Yeah. So nice. your mom sang what kind of music did she sing? You know she did a little bit of everything uh, like Blondie yeah. or Heart or um, yeah, well I, I would say that one of the cover bands she was in they probably pulled some of those out she used, oh, they used to do um, you know Billie Jean they used to, if you go to any bar nice. right now and, and check out just a generic cover band that's doing kind of a little bit of everything yeah. Yeah. that's kind of what she was a part of oh okay. that's awesome and uh, she did actually participate in one band that I think ended up trying to do a little more originals called Auburn Sun and, Auburn uh, and, Sun yeah. that's an awesome yeah band. and they were uh they were kind of, I guess, uh, 
I, I guess country rock, you know. Oh, okay. Uh, so yeah. But, awesome. Uh, but mom used to also sing uh, a lot of Linda Ronstadt. And, and yeah. Such. yeah. Oh, yeah, it was good that's stuff. cool. That's yeah. cool. Oh, man. So how about you, Jim? Earliest memories of music. So my first memories of music go back to Louise Drive at Mimi's house, uh-huh. our yeah. grandmother. Um, I used to have that portable cassette recorder that I'd carry with mm-hmm. me everywhere. The the flat one yep. that had the you know straight up the eject. Straight up, yep. Mm-hmm. Um, I used to carry that with me everywhere, and I do like vocal stuff. I record myself, and Tim gave that to me, mm-hmm. and uh, I'd record myself and everything. Now I started going to Mimi's, and um, Aunt Billy would come over and sit with Mimi and Aunt Sally, and I'm I'm like maybe seven or eight at this point, and. Uh, uh, they'd sing old farm songs. Oh. And uh, I've got... The Do you cas- remember one of the, the names of the... Had a little farm, jumped in the spring. Well, I don't know, something, like, something like that. <laughs> Had a little farm, jumped in the spring. I don't know. Roll the frog. Me it was pony, a frog. Daddy's frog. little fatty. Had a little frog, jumped in the spring. That's what it yeah, was. there you go. Uh, <laughs> but I've got Jesus. the... Uh, I actually have a cassette that's in storage right now. It's in climate-controlled storage. That I'm going to have converted. That's actually got vocals of them singing together. Oh my gosh! And um, you know, yeah, I remember you telling me that. that so I'm going to have that converted to digital. I'm sending it off to have it professionally done. Um, but I used to sit around and record them on the cassette, and that cassette oh, was from that little bitty recorder oh. that I used to record on. Um, and then um, at that same spot, we'd sit on the patio. Uh, remember the patio on her side? Oh yeah, man. Uh, we'd sit on the concrete patio, and Uncle Mac, who lived there with Aunt Sally, would come over. And um, all of his family uh, were all musicians as well. And they all, uh, I think a part of our family actually owned a guitar shop. Yeah. Um, I can't, do you remember the name, Brian? Uh, was think it? about it and come back to it. Yeah. But, um, but, uh, but they would come over with the acoustic guitars and sit on the patio. Yeah. And I'd record them pl- plucking and playing and everybody singing. They'd bring the banjos out. And that was fun times, man. I loved it. Man, that's awesome. How about you, Ryan? Earliest memory I have whenever we lived on Floral Drive there in South Nashville, my sister would play Prince's Purple Rain Mm. and Michael Jackson's Thriller. What a way to get into music. That right there, honestly, like that is my first memory of music, like listening to that with her or trying to sneak into her room and listen to it. Hmm. She would listen to that. Then she'd go to like Ozzy Osbourne or Black <laughs> Sabbath. But I mean, very eclectic. You setup. got really, you introduced well. I mean, seriously, like that is my first big memory of music. And I mean, I think that's why I like love Prince and Michael Jackson to this day. It was because that's my first yep. introduction to music. And I mean, that's two great legends that's right there. Two great legends. How about you, Brian? Okay. So my earliest. Of music. Now, I've heard before this, I've heard many different things throughout, and you know, probably m- noticeable between six and eight. But what started my love of music, and I remember it like it was yesterday, and this is pretty funny. Um, 1994, I think I was nine, mm-hmm. nine years old. Um, I graduated in 94. <laughs> <laughs> I graduated in 92. This goes back yeah. to the uh, eight tracks sure. you got started. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> These were cassettes. <laughs> no, and uh, but 1994, and um, I had heard very like various music and didn't really grab any any concept yet. But it was a a very specific day, 
And Jim picks us up in the Buick Skylark. <laughs> and oh, the Buick, Skylark. The Buick the Skylark. Buick. The Haas. And I'm sitting in the back. It was That's my it first was car. Me, Jim, and you. Yeah. And we're on our way. I can't remember we were where we were going. I think it may have been that that old mu- music store, Thoroughbred. Um, yeah, yeah, out in Rivergate. Yeah, out in Rivergate. Yeah. And he put on Green Day's third album, Dookie. <laughs> yeah. And it was Basket Case. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the first song. <laughs> and when I was playing that, and I sang, I, I didn't even know the song, but I was trying to sing the I remember thing. You, went, you went through a Green Day addiction, addiction. for a long time. <laughs> I, After hearing that. Green Day, Green Day and Boys the Men were my... True loves. What a match you're there. I know, right? <laughs> you agree to bite my ooh lip. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Uh, mine, uh, I have two different uh, ones. Uh, my earliest is when uh, uh, on Wednesday nights, when me and Brian, we, we'd have to go to Poopaws. That's what we called our grandfather. Uh, yes. And. Uh, uh, mom would pick us up after choir practice, I think we're and she going. would listen to Easy Listening yes. on the way home. I don't remember yes. what it, the station was yeah. back then, but it was Easy Listening. So we're listening to like Bee Gees yes. and James uh, Taylor, James and Taylor, all and all James that. Taylor, yeah, uh, James Taylor. Uh, the what, what the Arthur theme, um, Christopher Cross, Christopher Cross, Christopher stuff Cross. like that, oh, yeah. oh. stuff to put us to sleep. Oh, yeah, I always remember him. My mind, I'm going. I'm just. Yeah, <laughs> and we were out on the Alex. way home. But like my my introduction was with Jim in in the sky. I, I can't Notice remember. Yes, it, it, this was before the Skylark. This was right around. Uh, I, I you were I remember you driving, but you might have borrowed Mom's car at this point. But you bought you had just bought uh, NWA's album. Uh, Yes. With uh, you know, one less. Yes. You know, yeah. uh-huh. one yeah. less, one less. You know, you know where I'm going with that. Yeah, I know what you're going with that. Uh, that was like my first introduction to like mainstream music was around was with NWA. We were bumping it, and I don't, I can't remember how old I was. I was really young. <laughs> okay, that was actually in Kevin Johnson's car. Oh, the, the, the clown Kevin, car. The, the clown, clown car. car. You're right. It was it because I can't remember what model of car it was, but it was a blue car with <laughs> one right. red door. Because we went to the, we had to go to the, um, we had to go to the, um, pull apart, the pull apart or something. And we found a door because somebody had knocked the the door off his car. (laughs) So we found one uh, and put it back on there. He never painted it. He just, we rolled around in a blue car with a red door. Yes, you're right. But you remember though, we used, but the thing is, is we also, he also had a $5,000 stereo system. (laughs) (laughs) And we know why we had to replace the door. Two hundred dollar car, five thousand dollar stereo, tax returns. <laughs> All right, so let's go into uh, your relationship with music, and uh, you know, any any way you like feel motivated or anything, or it's got you through any kind of relationship you have to music. Let's start with you, Ryan. You know, music is probably what helped me get through my awkward teenage years <laughs> and probably my adult years also. I remember during breakups. Wait a minute, wait a minute. You not you be, you got out of awkward? Well, <laughs> well I think this whole table yeah, is, is set say. in awkward. <laughs> how about... Uh, I think we're all stuck in that yeah, moment. Yeah. I was going to say, how about... Uh, well, no, let's We not. might be in denial. So, yeah. <laughs> awkward denial. Yeah. But I mean, after breakups, you would find that song that would help you and... Mm-hmm 
can't believe she did this. She broke up after after yeah. one day. But, uh, <laughs> For but I me, mean, uh, 30 minutes. Yeah, but like music. She oh, checked. I'm, I'm, no. <laughs> oh, I'm dating Matt. What? I mean, <laughs> just think, like, music just has a way of just. I mean, the relationship with music, it's probably saved my life on several things. Like, yeah. I wrote a quote down. Bob Marley said, one thing about music, when it hits you, you feel no pain. Oh, yeah. And I've always yeah. loved that quote because yeah. it's so true with how music in my relationship is. Mm-hmm. Preach it. <laughs> Preach it from the preacher. How about you, Jim? Uh, I have an incredible dependency on music. Um, I mean, really, as long, dr- long, Ooh, man. long drives... <laughs> They are imperative. Um, uh, if there's ever anything that requires motivation, mu- I go to music. But it, but conversely, if there's any, if, when I ever want to relax or anything, I can go to my meditation mix and yeah. chill out. And so, um, I have a real dependency on music to get through life in general. I mean, there's every facet of my life. There's music. There's a need for music mm-hmm. to get through it. Oh yeah, man. <laughs> How about well, you? But that's what I was going to say. Yeah, that, to, to come into to my point, he said a good word, mix. When the day we were able to create mixes, that yeah. had a huge effect. Because you literally, you told a story with this mix. Like, yeah. you could do anything. Did you, did you ever send a girl the, the love mix? Absolutely. Oh, absolutely, yeah. Are <laughs> oh, yeah. still talking about music? <laughs> 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 Sorry. Oh, wait, wait. Oh, come back. Reel it in. Reel it in. in. Uh, what line? It, what line? <laughs> uh, but yes, I've, I. Brian, <laughs> we've lost Brian. We've, we've, we've already lost okay, Brian. Come, come back to Earth, sweetie. Sweetie. But, but, okay, coming back to the relationships of music. But yes, once we were able to create mixes, I believe it affected everyone because you were able to do give yourself 14 to 20 to 30 songs of what you needed to get through. So mm-hmm. if you were working out, you had this, you know, get it into gear mix and you probably metal or yeah. rap or whatever you wanted. And then you just wanted to chill out and yeah. you had a nice, easy listening. Mm-hmm. Or if you wanted to sit in the corner, cry, holding a pillow, mm-hmm. you had that mm-hmm. mix. Which I do often. <laughs> in the fetal position. I, but yes, I, I honestly believe music shapes and, and there's a, it shapes everyone's lives. And there is a true relation there in some way, shape or form, be a major or a minor. Yeah, I dig it. How about you, Chad? You you need it lined right into your veins? Yeah, pretty much. I mean, uh, you know, I've gone through times in my life where, uh, you know, during during breakups and relationship issues to where, you know, I even had to dial back how much time I spent outside the house playing music. And, yeah. man, I can tell you, if I don't get time on stage or time playing or, you know, even if it's at home just jamming along to a, to the radio, you know, or whatever – my my mood immediately takes a, a downturn and, mm. and I, I'm not even the same person anymore <laughs> it's it's yes. definitely it's one of those things that I have to have a, you know like Jim said it's a daily thing I mean mm-hmm. you know if, if I'm in the gym and I forget my headphones it's over I'm just yeah. gonna I'm just gonna nope not oh, working out today, not working <laughs> out today. I have literally okay. done that I, I, I just can't do I it, get man. there get in my bag change and for realize I've forgotten my headphones yeah. and I'm, I'm out I'm yeah. done I, I got lucky one car. day I got lucky one day I forgot my headphones in the gym I'm working at it now the guy that was managing the music in yeah. the gym that day was a metalhead and I was nice. like 
oh, thank goodness. <laughs> I'm still going to be able to get my workout done. Yeah, because I know, I mean, you know, some guys and gals, you know, they, it's, it's whatever drives you, drives you, yeah. but... I can't work out to yeah. boys to men or, or to either. color hey, me bad or whatever. <laughs> hey, you know, I, get, yeah. I like the music. I just can't work out to it. I'm, like, I'm sorry. You can't, you can't do some slow curls <laughs> yeah, yeah. to evolution. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I can't yeah. be on a bench press trying to knock out 225. <laughs> I'll make love to you. Yeah, exactly. I don't want my spotter squatting over me. <laughs> you know, yeah. Like, yeah. yeah. No, I don't want, no, no sorry. Not, <laughs> hey, back this romance going a little too far. Yeah, exactly, you know. <laughs> uh, I'll say my relationship it, it goes back to movies because you know movies has been a big a big part of my life, and the, a very important part about movies is soundtracks. Wow. So I've always felt like I needed a soundtrack to my life. And when I'm not watching a movie, I need some music to go with my life. So even to the drive to work, I need a perfect song to get me to work. <laughs> and then I need that perfect song to get me from work to home. And then when I'm taking a shower, I need the perfect shower song. <laughs> you know, and even when I was a kid and, you know, you're playing Maple Leaf and everything, because I, I remember a specific one when I was, oh, hip, hop, I got loud. I know, right? <laughs> Technical okay. difficulties. There we go. It's back. And then, um, <laughs> and, and there was a. I remember this one time. I was really obsessed with uh, Civil War movies. Yeah. And uh, I, I was watching Gettysburg. And then after I turned it off, I had to have some music going. So I remember playing some like old timey like country music, and then having my uh, musket gun, and then in a window, you know, just I had to. Oh, have, that's great! I had to have my soundtrack at all times, and that still goes today, man. Like when you know when you're sad, happy, whatever, you need mm-hmm. to pick me up a motivator. I have to have my soundtrack at all times. Matt wakes every up every morning to taps. <laughs> I do, like, man. It's like Kronk and Emperor's New Groove. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm brushing my hair back, yeah. and you know I'm giving my wink and everything, and I have like uh, you know staying alive on. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so where would where would you be without music? How about you, Chad? Where would you be without music? Man, I, I can't even answer that question. I have no idea. Well, it's too bad. You um, have to. Answer. Yeah, I know, right? I know. So Put the choice. gun away. Put the gun away, dude. Okay, I'll answer. No, um, you know, I mean, I, it kind of goes back to what I said earlier about without music, I'd be a miserable human being. I mean, mm-hmm. I just, I would not be a fun person to be around, that's <laughs> yeah. for sure, because it's just... <laughs> And like we've talked about, it, it it changes the mood, you know. I mean, it sets your mood. It sets your tone, you know. I mean, if you're in a pissy mood, you can go listen to something that will make you happy. Mm-hmm. You know, you can reverse the, you know, flip the script if you need to. Mm-hmm. So so I think without music, I'd just, I'd be perpetually depressed. Since you said that, have you ever needed a song to piss you off? Like, have you ever been in an instance where you needed to get aggressive and mad? And oh, yeah. And you have a song that you'd be like, oh, this is going to piss me off. It's oh, called yeah. Working Out. Yeah, when... <laughs> When I uh, I was on the wrestling team in high school and getting ready for a match, yes. I had my you know Sony CD Walkman, you know, and I just <laughs> throw did it in have like, anti skip? <laughs> yeah, yeah, should have, should have. No, that, but I you know I throw on you know Pantera, vulgar display of power or something mm. like that, and just yeah. just get amped to the point where like yeah you're standing across Walk. the mat from yes. looking at you going. Oh crap! What's he doing? <laughs> <laughs> yes, you do that same thing for football right before a game. 
I get up, I put my headphones on, and listen to Slipknot right before a game go. would start, mm. and I just, ooh man, it just yeah. get you pumped up and get yeah. out there. You want to just like kill everyone, man? <laughs> What's your prediction? <laughs> Dude, I have uh, I've been on the treadmill and really ready to just fall out and die, and then you're up the final countdown. Oh, yeah. Come on, oh, yeah. and I'm like, <laughs> I'm back, I'm back, yeah. <laughs> or or the touch. Yes. You got the, the touch. touch. <laughs> the power. You got the power. And then all of a sudden you're picturing Rodimus Prime rising. And you're like, yes. Unicron is dead. <laughs> Sorry. So how about you, Jim? Where would you be without music? I'd be an unstable mess. Yeah. Um, I mean, my emotions would be too erratic, and I would have never accomplished anything. I mean, <laughs> I mean, I would... I would I don't understand how I'd ever have any motivation yeah. to get things done because every time I'm like geared up, even when I am geared up, when I have the mentality of getting something done, I still go and put my headphones on yeah. and get the move, music drive, musical drive. Um, and plus two, I would have never discovered, discovered the love of playing music, mm-hmm. which, you know, was many years of my life. Chad's still doing it today. And it's just, I mean, it was fantastic. I'll, I would never trade those years of my life for anything because that was some fantastic times. Oh. There's nothing like that rush of being on stage performing to a, a live audience. It's yeah. Just, oh, my God. It's insane. <laughs> rush. <laughs> rush. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh-huh. How about you, Brian? Uh, man, I've, that is an alternate universe I don't care to be in <laughs> because just like you, like we've already said, music just shapes shaped our lives. So, but and, and if let's it was, let's say that music it, it just cut off, or you were never introduced to music, where do you think you would be right now? Uh, do you think you'd be sitting here doing a podcast with us? I mean, we wouldn't be talking about music because well, music do, would yeah, be cut off. But do you think cut, you would yeah. be? Do you think you would be adventurous enough to come over here? And talk in the podcast without with music. Probably being not. Cut off actually, your life. probably not. Because again, <laughs> music shaped the very way I think, do, and create. Um, so therefore, I think not. Probably it wouldn't. I wouldn't be. Able I don't to think do any this. of us would be here doing no. this right now because we. It would. It, I think it would have diminished our creative. Yeah. I disagree. I'm a big mouth and have to talk all the time. I think eventually I would have done something yeah. like this. He would have needed an outlet. I would have needed an outlet to not shut up and you know everything. Uh, but there goes the question: Would there be podcasts without music? Exactly. Because ah. mm. look, yes, what are you because talking into? au contraire. Yes, because yeah. there's always there's always people like me who need to just keep talking. So everything would just be talk radio. Just be talk radio well, all the time. This is a mukrafron. Mukrafron. <laughs> How about you, Ryan? Where would you be without I music? I mean, lost. Tell you the truth, I think whenever you get in trouble, whenever you're, you know, bad grades, do something, whatever, you could take away just about anything. But if you took away my music, I think that just made me lose you, it. You wouldn't be able to survive your no. daily drive. No, no, because, no, I mean, music, no, I wouldn't. You're exactly right. <laughs> music just, I mean, where would I be? I'd be lost. I'd probably be friendless <laughs> because, I mean, I'd probably be more opinionative. Yeah. I don't, you know, I wouldn't hold, you know, me. I don't like to hurt nobody's feelings and all that. Music's helped me a lot. I mean, you know, I battle with some stuff, you know, going on. But music just, it's just amazing how much music has saved my life. So I I really think that I probably wouldn't be here sitting here today talking to you guys. Just because music is just, I mean, that's why I'm so big into like my daughter wanting to love music so much. (laughs) Well, I I took an in-person poll for the past two weeks. Okay. And I got two answers. Um, 
and one of them's really serious. A, a lot of people, a majority of people said they, they would probably not be alive because they said that music in times has saved their life. Not to get too serious, no. but you know, they, you know, there's been moments where they have been at their lowest point and that perfect song came on and they just, you know, it, it, and it's not necessarily the song. It's just the music touched them in a way when they needed it the most. And it could have been any song. It could have been too much fun by what's his name the country singer it could have been anything right and it just at that point they needed something to pick them up and it saved their life and then yeah. that's what they yeah, use sure. forever Absolutely. Yeah. serious or not music is therapy and it's it yeah. saved their life and two people said they would be a lot more pissed off than they were today <laughs> yeah you know it fully just agree with that fully yeah. agree with that i would either be in prison or at a boring desk job <laughs> that's my two things is like I would, it would be one or the other because i would end up like just taking someone out and I'm doing 80 <laughs> years or, you know, I would be at a desk job, you know, being, uh, what's his name from the office. Matthew, do you have your TPS report? <laughs> I need my stapler. I need my stapler. We need you to move to storage B. Hey, Burn Milton. Down. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, uh, we all know that the song, how do, how do I have this? We all know the old song video. Video killed the video radio killed star. The radio store. Star. 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 The I can get it. <laughs> but do you do you think that the, uh, you know, I lost it. The internet killed the entertainment entertainment store. Or star? Mr. Kate, can I take this Yeah, one? go ahead, Jim. Do go, it. Go for it I'm very opinionated on this one. Go for it. Um, I don't believe the internet itself killed it. But I do believe it gave it the platform for corrupt-minded people to create applications that were specifically designed mm. to undermine and devalue everything that the, that people in the music industry have worked hard to achieve. That's straight up realness. Yes. Um, I mean, it's it, it completely devalued uh, the value of it. Completely devalued music yeah. altogether. I mean, to the point now where if you actually would survey the average person on the street, yeah, they feel that 99 cents for one song is too much money. Right. Yeah. yeah. And I think that is absolutely asinine. Yeah, when, you, bonkers. when you're on our side of this page and you know what goes into the creativity, mm -hmm. the recording, the producing, mm -hmm. the, you know, publication, yeah. everything, the whole, the whole thing, product, producing CDs or getting your stuff up for download. Yeah. There's so much work and effort that goes into this. And to think that 99 cents for one song is too much money. It just blows my mind. I just, I can't, yeah. I can't even fathom that. And, yeah. um, uh, I never ever wanted to steal music. I always wanted to pay for music oh, because me, yeah, it was always, absolutely. always. And I mean, so I am very opinionated. I, I have a complete and utter distaste for Sean Parker, um, who everybody credits. He was the creator of Napster. Okay. Thank you. Yeah. Sorry. Was, <laughs> he was the creator of, he was the creator of Napster who, uh, who unfortunately went on to be a billionaire because he rode the coattails of Mark Zuckerberg with Facebook. Um, the crooked always succeed. And so he's now worth $2.6 billion. But mm. um, he uh, he, uh, he single-handedly destroyed the music industry. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I don't think you can... I don't point the finger at the internet, but it did give the platform for corrupt-minded people to destroy the music industry. Because it's no, it's not even close to what it today no. what it used to be. I mean, I remember the day of getting underground cassette tapes, mm -hmm. and that was so fun. That was yeah, so yeah. much fun. Um, but the that that era of music is gone because uh, of yeah. that. 
I well, totally agree. You talk about that, and and even recently, within the last week, maybe two weeks, I don't know, uh, Peter Frampton actually tw- tweeted out mm-hmm. that uh, "Baby, I Love Your Way" mm-hmm. got got spun on Spotify or just streaming in general yeah. last year, like fifty five million spins. Yes, he got seventeen hundred dollars. Yeah. Wow, wow, that's ridiculous. Yeah. And that's, I mean, now granted, you know, he was thankfully around early on to where he he's gotten his money for that for that song. Yes. but he, but rightfully so. Rightfully but so. you think about it now. I mean, any any artist that's out there trying to do their thing. I mean, you get fifty five million spins, and you get seventeen hundred bucks. That's nothing. And oh, by the way, um, most bands have four to six members in them. So yeah. that seventeen hundred split six ways. Yeah. And then taxes are taken out and all uh-huh. that. I mean, so you, you get what five bucks a piece. I yeah, mean, come I mean, on. It's, there's that's not a way to make a living. You yeah. can't mm-hmm. make a living that way. And that's the reason why bands are, you know, that's the reason why they're selling their t-shirts and yeah. oh yeah, and extra stuff at their shows and have to be on the road like constantly. What they used would to be. have to in the past. Yeah, yeah. You know, sometimes you can just do a year, but then you have someone that just got off the road from like a three-year tour yeah. because man, they have to make extra, you know, to pay everything else or you know to pay everything that they invested in and then make money and then mm-hmm. that's why mm-hmm. concerts today are 50 to 100 dollars sure or yeah. depending on yep. you know the name mm-hmm. like uh elton john or uh billy joel mm-hmm. you have to spend like 200 dollars yep. a ticket and it yeah. will sell oh yeah but then you know people that can't afford that you know right you know that's why they go to yeah. spotify and is it spins? Is that where they play it? Well, I, I mean, guess? yeah, streaming. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And then on Spotify, you pay 10 bucks, you can listen to an unlimited amount of music, and then the artists get absolutely nothing for it. So it's, it's Apple Music is the same way. Yeah, Apple Pennies. Music is the same way. They pay a little more than Spotify. Um, but it's still think, like fractions of a cent per oh, spin. Yes. Yeah, when I look at CD Baby and look at the spins on music that I've been a part of, mm-hmm. um, Tragedy Kings is on there, by the way. Yeah. You know that. I know. Uh, but every spin, every spin, every <laughs> spin, You'd be surprised I, I, when I go and look. I mean, we're still not <laughs> not making any money, yeah. but um, but I, you know, you know, it's it's on there. So I go just out of curiosity. I'm like, oh well, people are listening yeah. to it every now and then. I don't know if they're, it's getting, if hey. they're searching it out or if it's just coming up in a random spin. But whatever. We're gonna plug Tragedy Kings. Go and listen to Tragedy Kings right go. now. Tragedy Kings. Tragedy Kings. Yeah. It's, Tragedy on Spotify, Kings. it's on and Spotify and it's on iTunes. And the album is called Tragedy. Evolution. It was fun. Yeah, it was but a great, uh, great time. but you know, yeah, Spotify and Apple music i mean you get one spin it's like point zero 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 five hmm. oh of a penny yeah. yeah i mean it's it's per spin i mean no wonder 55 million 1700 i mean do that math whatever that yeah, comes out right. to. so and uh, there's a ridiculous well, number of albums on there's, these there's also an, a new trend now in the music industry that you know people break it break out and become huge they start their own record label oh, yeah. and, and their own production mm-hmm. company and publishing companies and everything mm-hmm. else. They put they move all that money that they're making back into their own gigs so yeah. then they can right. they can take back what all the record label and right. publishing and everything else that they were taken away. Yeah. So now they can make a living doing this for a living. Yeah. Doing this and you got you got guys like uh for for a good example of of how to flip that script, however, is mm-hmm. uh like Chance the Rapper. Mm-hmm. He put his stuff out for free. He doesn't sell his music. Okay. But he's selling out stadiums there because he's given his music away, which it hurts. It hurts to give yeah. away your baby, but he's given the music away, and he's got enough faith in his music to say, "You know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna hook fans. They're gonna like what it, I." Does and he sh- doing it himself though? Is yeah. this all his own yeah. production yeah, he, and everything? He started out that way. See, that's the way. To, and yeah, then, of course, him. you know the way he makes his money is selling out stadiums. Yeah. And 
you know t-shirts gear and, and merch and whatever merch, else yeah. yeah yeah i can tell you for 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 real that you know i've been I spent the last two years you know on the road with killing grace um prior to leaving the band and and we certainly didn't make money at the door no. I mean, yeah, yeah. You know, what money we made to get gas money and hotel money to come back home was straight up selling some CDs and T-shirts and stickers and whatever else we right. might have had. So and that's a lot of work, man. It yeah, is I mean, because you got to travel, yeah. then you have to sell, and then you have to play, and then sometimes you know, like beginner bands, they got to play in a different town every night yeah. for seven days almost, and then they can take a day off to rest their voice and fingers and whatnot and then come back at it and do another six days mm-hmm. in another six different towns. Yep. And oh, by the way, you still have a day job so you can take care of the bills. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Exactly. Because yeah. this ain't paying the bills. No. Is that, uh, it's it's sad that it's it's truth, but it's an, a cliche. But if you want to make a million dollars in the music industry now, you got to start with two million. Yes. You know, yeah. So. And it's harder for you today than it was back then because all you sure. needed, all you needed Multitude then was four harder. songs on an EP, and then you're blown up. Sure. If if that, you know, Ray Charles had one album, one song, and he blew up. So, mm-hmm. yeah. So what do you think, Ron? I miss going, you know, back in the '90s. Of course, I miss the record stores. <laughs> yes. Miss Sam going to record stores. I miss, yeah, Sam Goodies, Tire Records, Cats, Records, Cats, Turtles. I miss Turtles. going. Turtles. And listening to the music, buying the CDs, supporting the artist. Now, don't get me wrong. I, I do. I, I listen to Spotify. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's just. Mm-hmm. But I never got into Napster. I never got into that. Like, mm-hmm. I mean, I know several of our friends did, but I don't know. I just you watch those documentaries about musicians that are failing. And some of the musicians that even back in the 50s and 60s that like brought so much money and now they're just broke. Yeah. They're yeah. just dead broke because. Yeah, you wouldn't think that. So yeah, I mean, it's just it's sad. It's definitely sad to know that like our children are not going to be able to experience like what mm-hmm. we experienced in the record store That's and correct. Right, yeah. the whole thing of like buying that mm-hmm. CD and like going, oh my gosh, or the cassette tapes for some of it. It's, <laughs> there's a huge difference in it too because I mean, right now, you know, my son's getting into music and he's got a right. ton of music on his iPad now, but it's not the same thing. I mean, yeah. it's like you know the next this new song came out and i'd like to get it and then boom downloaded done and that's the whole experience for us it was get in the car the excitement of going knowing where you're going the destination you know and actually walking through and seeing all the new music that's Mm -hmm. come out see i mean like even like whenever new music tuesday back whenever we were all in school or whatever that was exciting yes yes Yes. because you're like oh my gosh you know uh yes whoever so-and-so music came out garth brooks's new cd whatever sure like you know oh i can get to go and just buy that cd and the excitement of just waiting on it now you're right now i can just be like oh mine the biggest the biggest issue and and the biggest thing i think we have with this where, where this is coming from is is coming from a hard copy generation yeah we are a generation that loved to go get that that CD or the cassette, like you said, because we understood the passion that and and the hard work, the struggle of what it took to go behind that record, the hours spent in the theater, on the theater, <laughs> the studio, and and all the work. It's just it, it, having the hard copy generation, and it was the, you knew and understood the passion, and and because of that, this would lead me into my other thing of where I come from, where I'm getting to the the whole internet killing the thing. It's 
a very specific issue that I personally had problems with. And, and I'm not going to demean anyone's ability to succeed. But for instance, the other day I heard this, there's a rap star called post Malone Mm -hmm. and he apparently has beat according to their, uh, uh, records. He has officially beat Michael Jackson's thriller on the top 10 charts. The amount of weeks it's been on at 77. Interesting. The problem I have with that is all the platforms that he has mm-hmm. via the internet, yeah. via the streams, yeah. the downloads. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because he it's not an apples to apples it's comparison. It's not an apple. Right. It's not. Because when you think about it, go all the way back to when the Thriller album came out. Mm-hmm. When he was top of the charts, that meant every week an individual person went to an individual store yeah. and bought that CD. Yeah. But he stood on the charts because 40,000 people yeah. downloaded it that one week. Yeah. Right. Something yeah. so easy. But it's the same thing as baseball. You know, when uh, home run records are beaten today, they have more games. Way more games. To beat, you know, mm. the record. So it's like times have changed, platforms yes. have changed, and they, you know, I, it's a lot I feel, easier. I feel humans have a hard time grasping the concept of digital assets being worth something. Yes. Whereas, sure. whereas before it was a physical CD yes. or cassette that you were going and you were buying that product and they don't look at a digital asset as a product. They mm-hmm. just look at it, it's it's in the internet, it's yeah. out in the open, it's just data. It should just yeah. transfer from there to here yeah. without yes. me paying for it. And that's, I think a lot of people have a hard time wrapping their head around There is a huge digital value. Yeah. Very yes. huge disconnect. Sure. Well, it's it's because of all the illegal crap that's so easy to get these days. Yes. Yeah. You know, now, now because it's been out so long, Mm-hmm. People, when they are forced, like if you were to start, you know, I guess iTunes, you still buy albums on iTunes. Yeah. When somebody goes to iTunes and they're like, you know, $20 for a CD and they're like, man, I can just go get it illegally over here. Yeah. And it's really hurt the effort that people want to put into actually buying an album. Because, you know, before Spotify, I still bought albums. I mm-hmm. loved buying the albums because I knew it would support the artist. And it would give me music forever. You know, I love collecting. Mm-hmm. I dare music say, and, and I don't know how you feel about this, Chad. Mm-hmm. I dare say that it has affected the quality of new artists coming up in the world. Yes. Oh, it absolutely. Uh, has. Because yeah. I don't think that you're having all. I think there's so many talented artists. I mean, in this town alone, I could throw a rock and hit fifty of them. Sure. Yes. Um, and uh, I don't think that they're making the effort. I think they're all IT engineers. <laughs> and uh, and, uh, and other or th- they work in guitar things. shops, yeah. <laughs> or they work in guitar shops, or they do other things. And music is a is is a hobby and something they have tons of passion for. But nobody, you're not going to get these people coming up in the music industry no. because they they see what it is, and so you're getting the weird, you know, out yeah. things that yeah. are coming up and getting popular. They're like. What? Now I will what say I, that is the that is the plus side that I will give the internet credit for. Okay. If you want to find the good artists and the good music that's still being made, yeah, you got to look for it. It's not going to come to you. That's the problem. Right. But you can find it. You yeah. can go to YouTube and go to these bands channels yeah. and go to Reverb Nation. Go to you know look up all these local bands, quote unquote local bands. Right. right, I'm, right. I'm talking about. They're considered local bands, and yeah. they've got ten and tens of thousands of followers on Facebook, mm-hmm. and and are amazing musicians. But they're local because why? Because the radio industry says they're local. Yes, yeah. yeah. That's the only. I mean, you know, that's right. the other side of that too. Is 
is in my opinion radio is probably like a major fm station yeah mm-hmm. it's probably harder to get your stuff played on mm-hmm. now than it was even during payola oh, days oh yeah and, yeah and you go you go to listen to you know a local radio station now and i don't care what genre you want to listen to a rock station a country station whatever you're going to hear the same 10 songs all day long. oh, oh yes. Long. yes and yes. so and it's always it's been that way to some extent for many years yeah but, mm-hmm. but i think it's even gotten worse it's worse yeah. and Much worse. and unfortunately the, the like you said the you know the post malones of the world i mean you know, credit where credit's due. He's yeah. creating stuff. He's having a good time doing Absolutely. what he's doing. More power to him. I got no problem with it. I'm not a personal fan, but yeah. obviously people are. You know, they yeah. they like this stuff. You know, and and that's great. You yeah. know, I you know I got tastes in every genre. I mean, if to me, if, if it's good music, it's good music. I don't care yeah. who makes yeah. it or what it is. If I like it, I like it. If it's rap, great. If it's country, great. You know, but. If it sucks, it sucks. Also, yeah. you know. So let's right. let's call it what it is. Yes. You know? Yeah, it doesn't have to be a genre to suck. It just has to suck. <laughs> yeah. so, you know, so. so this this is a dumb question for this group, but I'm going to ask it anyway, okay. just to follow the platform, because there's probably one over here who to has, my left. Yeah, who hasn't that? You know. <laughs> Do you or have you played music? I'm going to start with Ryan. Yeah, this because... is just very simple, and then I'll let y'all carry on. No, I have not. <laughs> Come on, tell us about the Zuzaphone days. Yeah. <laughs> you never, you've never... Never played xylophone never in school band. Never in a choir. Never, never, never. As much as, as much as I love music, never, ever, ever. Never, ever. All right, all right, Chad. All right, I'll sit back on this one. Yeah, Chad, let's go to you, man, the, the man of many bands. And- um, yeah, so I, uh, years ago, you know, like I said earlier, my mom was in bands, and, uh, you know, I kind of got the bug early. I just I've always, always thought, how cool would it be? And uh, in, I was 13, a buddy of mine, uh, Seth Humphrey, best friend of, I, I had Seth. back then. Oh, Seth's he's a good awful. guy, man. Awesome. He's still a good guy. Um, but he started playing guitar, and I was like, dude, we should start a band. He goes, <laughs> you don't play anything. And I was like, eh, I'll figure <laughs> I'll it out. Details, I'll figure it out. Details. And I was like, you know what? I'll learn to play guitar. And he was like, okay. And I'm going to be straight up honest with you. I looked at guitar and went, wow, that looks really hard. <laughs> and, then I, and then I looked at bass and went, ooh, there's only four, <laughs> four strings. strings. <laughs> and, and, you, and you play them one at a time and there's no chords to learn. Here, here's my naivety, obviously. And I was like, all right, cool. I'm playing that. And of course, you know, I was like, awesome. And yeah. I, I regret nothing. I love being a bass player. I mean, I'd, I'd play bass before any instrument yeah. to this day. And, uh, you know, of course, you know, later on, I, I run into Primus and, <laughs> and I run into Red Hot Chili Peppers and I start seeing that. Um, Sat down and watched Victor Wooten one day. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, many years later. <laughs> many but years yeah, later, but you know, yeah. then I see, uh, you know, Jerry was a race car driver on Headbangers mm, Ball. Yes. And I was like, wait, that's a bass. It's got six daggummit. <laughs> you know, I was, so, you know, so, but, uh, but, you know, I, was, I asked, so I asked my dad, my thir- 13th year uh, Christmas, I asked my dad to buy me a bass and he was like, what? I was like, yeah. He was like, yeah. And to this day, I'll ask him, I said, how long did you give me? He said, I figured it'd be about six months. You'd put it down in the closet. <laughs> and he said, I never, I never thought you'd be still playing, you know, 30 some odd years later. Um, but yeah, from there, uh, you know, it just, it turned into an obsession, you know, yeah. if I've, I've played a little bit of everything. Thank, thankfully, um, you know, I played with Seth and some buddies of mine in high school. Um, after high school, joined the Brown Twenty Five while I was in college. Brown Twenty Five. Uh, uh, Jim and I obviously played in uh, several bands together. Tragedy Kings being one of them, of course. Yep. And uh, he's played with me in a couple of cover cover groups and uh, been just kind of a 
kind of in the circles, you know, in a band somewhere, somehow in yeah. Nashville for at least the last 20 years or so. Who are you with now? Uh, right now I'm playing with Fargo Strut. Fargo Strut. Fargo Strut. I got, yes. I, tell me the name. Yeah, have the name. Totally after Jackie Fargo, Jackie Fargo. the wrestler, man. That's it. it was his thing, right. the Fargo Strut. Yeah, I the mean, Fargo Strut. Yeah, yep. uh, Billy, uh, Billy Atkinson's our, our, our lead guy. And it was him and Jeffrey, man. They've been playing together for a while. Yeah. They've been friends for years. And uh, that they were like, yeah, we're, we're going to be Fargo Strut. We kind of thought so. We just wanted yeah. you to oh, confirm yeah, absolutely. it. Yeah, just, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, when I, when I first joined, because I was actually part of the band uh, prior to going on the road with Killing Grace. Yeah. Uh, and after leaving, after leaving Killing Grace... Um, you know, they were like, hey, what, you know, I know you probably want to take a break or whatever, but would you be interested in coming back and jam with us? And I was like, heck yeah, let's do it. So so we're having a blast. Um, uh, do you have music online right yep, now? Yeah, Fargo Strut. It's uh, it's on iTunes as well. Um, there you I'm go, not, Fargo Strut. Fargo Strut. Fargo Strut. Fargo Strut. Yeah. So, yeah, so I'm jamming with them now and, uh, you know, it's having a blast. Awesome. Sweet. Well, let's go to your bandmate, Jim. <laughs> yeah. How about you, man? Well, so uh, I transferred to the Hermitage Walmart, I believe, in 94, 95, I yeah. think, somewhere around yeah, there. Yeah, it would have been around there. And Chad and Scott Toon were working there the night shift. <laughs> and the Wal- uh, the Walmart. Scott Toon, who was the drummer in my high school band. Yes. Yeah. And so Scott, he was, so Chad was bassist and Scott was a drummer. And I started hanging out with them, and uh, we pretty much uh, ruled overnight receiving <laughs> for yes. many years. Um, but we came, became really good friends. I used to I started hanging out with them at the video store, watching the Brown Twenty Five rehearsals with uh, him and Doyle. And uh, I've been to a couple. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I used to bring y'all along. Shout out to Doyle, Steve, Rod. Yeah, yeah absolutely, bro. But uh, I mean, so watching them do their thing um it i mean i fell in love the, i mean the very first time i watched them rehearse at the store i was not doing anything with music at the time but the very first time i watched them rehearse i fell in love with music and i said i want to do this and so i went to scott and i told scott i was like let's make this happen how do i do it <laughs> <laughs> so we started he started helping me look around and um uh, I found my first drum kit. Guy was selling off uh, some storage from the Grand Old Opry, and so my very first drum set was came from the Grand Old Opry. It was a That's 19, awesome. 1977 <laughs> Slinger Blue Sparkle. Wow, wow, <laughs> uh, and uh, and it was man. I love that. I've still got the picture of me the day I bought it. You know, I was I was cheesing from ear to ear. Heck yeah, man. And uh, so I started messing around and uh, vintage. <laughs> started messing around playing around getting just trying to figure out you know my style and you know how am I going to do this and uh go over to Scott's like almost every day because mm-hmm. he had his drum set up set up and I set my drum set up over there and uh started getting new heads and getting cymbals and building my kit and set my figuring out my setup and uh through the crowd uh was introduced to Steve Smith uh, through mutual contacts and uh, Steve and I started talking and uh, he'd been wanting to put together a band for a long time and uh, so we started I moved my stuff to his house started you know jamming and figuring some stuff out and we went through a lot of renditions of things and players and uh, uh, then we I, I th- oh yeah it was through an, a newspaper ad that we found Markham newspaper yes yeah uh. 
Talk about analog. Yeah. Oh, Mark. Talk, talk about talk. About, you want to date myself? I mean, we found we found Markham in a newspaper ad. Markham and uh, Markham had put out a newspaper ad to build a band. And Shout out to you, bro. So I called Markham, and uh, we had a pretty interesting phone call. I told Steve, and you know, he was like, "Well, that sounds cool. Let's go meet him." So we went and met him, and within like two weeks, we had moved our stuff to Markham's house, and we were, you know, trying to put something together. We we put this. We found this weird singer. I can't even remember his name. Uh, um, you mean Markham didn't that sing dude. that? Rob. It was Rob something. Yeah. He walked. He used to. We formed the band Lady Strange, and <laughs> oh man, I still Lady have, Strange. Yeah. yeah somewhere. Mid- Midnight Train to Memphis, baby. I still somewhere. have. That I still have that the tape. artwork. So oh. let me tell you the guy, the, the the singer that this guy was. He actually brought a headsets microphone to practice. Yeah. And while we're up in Markham's loft. Rob is walking around the house with alcohol in this big tumbler cup, <laughs> drinking and singing into a headset mic. And so, yeah, that just... Gotta live the life, That bro. tells you right there... It, Garth Brooks, he was not. He was not. <laughs> so Lady Strange never saw the light of day. Um, it never made it I out. have the y'all's tape somewhere. The but, Lady uh, Strange yeah. tape, I have it somewhere. So uh, from there, we got rid of Rob and then started looking around and trying to figure something out. So we said... Markham had been trying to sing for a long time. So yeah. Markham, won't you try, you know, fronting it? And we looked around and found another guitarist, Mario Salazar, and we formed Seven Stories High. Yeah. And that Seven went on for high. that With went your on for Van Halen wannabe Journey. Journey Journey wannabe guitarist. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Journey wannabe. He wanted us to be Journey Part Two, <laughs> uh, but we were, yeah, we were, uh, we had some fun with it, man. We made some good music and uh, had a lot of fun, but it just wasn't quite the yeah. sound that we wanted. And so, uh, from there, we went and looked around and tried to find another lead guitar player, something that had the grunge, the the um, the sound that we were trying to really go for, and yeah. that really molded with our preferences. And we found Matt Latham, and that's when we formed Subsonic. Man, Latham, and uh, he's a great guitarist, dude. We 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 had some, we put out some good music, and that was for some good years. But uh, I mean, to just be quite honest, you know, everything hindsight is always twenty twenty. Uh, you know, Markham Stewart, I love you to death. You will be my brother to the day I die. But you know, comes you, to the butt. You didn't need to be singing rock and roll <laughs> <laughs> at the he, time. He's doing a great job with the country. He scene, is fantastic, and that's where he belongs, Actually, and that's where he yeah. excels. But we were trying to push it, and we couldn't find anybody else. And it just, you know, back then I thought it was just the best stuff ever. But you know, looking back, we I'm like, all do. Uh, <laughs> I look back at it, I'm like. I, don't. I still say to this day, and if we can do it, I want to play it on this show. Is play Last of the Superstars. Oh, we can play it for that sure. Is we one, own the rights to it, so that is one of my favorite songs y'all have ever done. I mean, yeah, you got to get through Markham singing, but either even with Markham singing, love you, brother. Love you, Markham. Love you, Markham. Nothing personal. <laughs> you know, your country stuff is fantastic. fantastic. Absolutely, kudos to you, brother. But uh, from there, I'm gonna try to bottle this. I know I'm long winded on this but uh uh got a lot of years under you brother (laughs) yeah so i uh musically speaking musically speaking well either way you want to slice it i got a lot of years under me but uh from there from subsonic um uh we we wanted to move on and we we wanted to graduate and we realized at that point that we wanted to move markham away from being front man and bring in a front man Mm -hmm. 
And about that time is when um, uh, Chad had nothing going on. I think it was plaster frown. You yeah, just come out of frown just uh, folded. So yeah, so uh, we had nothing going on, and so we were like, we want to move Markham back. Chad, do you want to come in and join us? And he was like, well, no. What do you got? And we found Alex. Yeah. or how you want to pronounce his name. I don't remember how you pronounce it, but we found Alex and brought him in and he was just shower, a shower, quintus- shower. A, he was a quintessential <laughs> front man, dude. I mean true. I mean he was uh he you know, he battled his own demons, man, but dude, he was a quintessential front man. And to this day, I swear, if we had gotten the chance, I, that band could have made it. Uh, I really, he reminded me of yeah. Rob. Was is it Rob Thomas? Uh, Matchbox Twenty. Yeah, it's him. Yeah, he reminded he, he's, me of Rob Thomas. He, and I'm I'm kind of showing some of my preferences here, <laughs> but he was a good mixture of Rob Thomas and Mike Patton. Yeah, yeah. like he, yes. You know, we even did a cover of a Faith No More tune in that band, and I loved and, it. And he he nailed it. I was from like, out of nowhere. Yeah. From out of nowhere. nowhere yeah. And, uh, Alex nailed it. I was like, yep, oh, there we go. Yeah. Man, it was fantastic. I, I love that album. Y'all did with tragedy King. Well, I still, to this day, I mean, people that, you know, were around those, that scene that yeah. time and, and people that hear the tragedy Kings album, they're like, you know, out of everything you've ever done, you know, that's the one that was, was, the one that could have been the most commercially successful. Yes. Yes. You it know, was cause it was, it was produced. edgy enough that it was hard rock, but it also had enough tunes on it that yeah. were, that could be played. That was on. Voitech that produced that. What? Yeah. Voitech. Yeah, Voitech. It was yeah. amazingly yeah. produced out in yeah. Hendersonville, I think. Yeah. 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 He's a, I think he's since he's living back in Poland now. So, Oh really? Yeah. I didn't know he moved. Yeah. Yeah. How about you, Brian? Music Pick. Cookie Monster. Yeah. That was Brian singing that rock song earlier. <laughs> the heavy he metal did tune it perfectly. <laughs> Those are <laughs> me. Get me cookies. Uh, so yes, I did dabble in the drumming. Picture it, nineteen ninety four. Jim just transferred to Walmart. <laughs> we just pictured it. You we know, Brian. Brian has always been that one that's been naturally good at every single every instrument, instrument he, he picked up. up. It makes me sick. Makes me sick. I had to work my butt off to get as good as I am on the drums, and he just he picks could, it up and's like, "Oh yeah, yeah. he can sit down on an instrument he's never played before and come up with something." And you're just like, you know what? Yeah, <laughs> just, just go but, on. But just I was going to bring that up because this was a really because this is where I was going to fast forward to because it was quite funny he mentioned the the perp, the, the blue sparkly kit because i was going yeah. fast forward several years later jim's got a basement with a blue sparkly kit down yeah. there yeah. and i go ooh that looks nice <laughs> jim's up, yeah jim's upstairs uh, uh breeding chuckaboos so, <laughs> It's uh, Chocobo. Chocobo. Uh, Chocobo, whatever. <laughs> Chocoboos. Chocoboos. That's, that's how we say it in the South. Some so, Chocoboos. So, yeah, some Chocoboos. <laughs> Bring them their Chocoboos and them file fantasies. Chickpea. Chickpeas. <laughs> but, uh, but yes, uh, so he and he has a kit, and I knew they played and everything. Yeah. I went down, and I looked at it. I was like, hmm, sticks. Yeah. Went down and started that's playing around band. with it. That was a, yeah, sticks. Yeah. That's different. <laughs> As well, leave a message. Sticks <laughs> with a nine, not a one. Arigato. Come on, arigato, Mr. Arigato. Sticks with a one. Sticks with a nine, not a one. Yeah, but I just started dabbling on on the drum kit, and I, every, every time we'd come over and play, I remember one thing though. When you were talking about the natural mm-hmm. ability, now I didn't have a natural ability to play the entire thing at the time, but I remember it like it was yesterday. It's pretty funny. <laughs> so Jim had finally bought his first 
um, new pearl, kid. Not the new kid. I mean, no, maybe you did. But no, the, the thing that stood out the most was he bought his first pearl power shifter. Double oh, base pedal. pedal. Yeah, 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 yeah. And and he and it was one of the main pieces. It was really nice. I saw him setting it up and everything. And then that same day, and he was practicing on it. And I went down and I played. Well, and I, I before even touching the toms or the the snare or that, I just put my feet down and I just. And I went down there and I said, Brian, leave now. I, all you here. hear is, all you hear is, and you go, what in the world? <laughs> but, then, but then, you know, he, he brings it back and goes, can you do that to a song? Do it. Do it. I'm like, no. Thought so. <laughs> Thought so. <laughs> <laughs> now, you were a part of a band, because do you remember the night... I can't remember the place, but you needed me to drive you to a gig. Generation X. Generation X. Because right behind Sherwin Williams. Yes, I remember, remember that. Hey, I, I remember there. that place. You remember because you we said it was off once, Old yeah. Hickory Boulevard. Yes. And at this time, I just started driving and I thought there was only one Old Hickory <laughs> Boulevard. Oh, no. And apparently <laughs> there's like Hickory four Boulevard goes Boulevard. all over the place. All over the place. Like every exit has their own Old yes. Hickory Boulevard. It was Generation X behind Sherwin Williams Paint yes. Center. Yeah. And we played there all the time. But the funny part about was wait, wait, wait. Was it Generation X or was it Next Generation? Well, NXT Generation. I think that's what it was. Yes, I, I, it may have been. Yeah, yeah. Have yeah. Been. Next Generation. Next Generation. Next generation. That's yeah, because that was where Plaster Frown played their first show. Oh, oh yeah. there you go. There you that's go. where wow. we played our first show and played Plaster Frown there. also <laughs> on iTunes. I'm just saying. <laughs> <laughs> Plaster Frown. You heard it here. Plaster Frown. But you know, was, oh, oh, we got to mention. We got to give a shout out that such as something that doesn't. Exist exist anymore lucy's record shop oh, you remember going yeah. there love you lucy's record hey, shop so yes. that on that note media rerun well, out in uh, murfreesboro yeah they are basically in my mind they are the new lucy's record shop they're having like local bands play and stuff. oh wow fargo we, yeah with fargo strut we did our same did a kind show of atmosphere couple, yeah it's, it's it, well it's it's not just a record shop it's basically where you go in and they've got like old super nintendos and nintendos oh and you, nice. it's a game swap and trade kind of like great escape yeah, wow. yeah, yeah. Uh, but they're but they've started doing uh, nightly concerts too all ages media rerun so media yeah. rerun in murfreesboro yeah check that out so nice. i had to give a shout out those guys are cool that's awesome. 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 <laughs> so is that your only band? Um, yeah, that was pretty much my only band. Me and you had our Simon and Garfunkel oh, thing there totally for a little did. bit. We totally did. Uh, we actually went for a little bit and had our first non-concert, too, due to yeah. a wreck. <laughs> due to a wreck, yeah. yeah. No, we, were no, we, made, we made it up, remember? We came oh, back yeah, we and did. played, oh, we played at, at Santa's Pub. Santa's Pub. We did. Santa's Pub. Oh, we Santa's oh my Pub. God. Hey, which... We know the now, owner of Santa's Pub. Which, which now, I Santa. honestly... We know Sam. Yeah, we know Sam. Yeah. Denzel. Yeah. Um, which now, I, I wish even, you know, we don't like talk to him anymore. I wish we could get our picture up there because, you know, if you think about it, we were, we the, were first, the first, first band. people to play in that place. And then the only people to play next were, um, what's that favorite band of yours? Uh, well, uh, that one Mumford & Sons. Mumford no, & Sons. They, they, had, no, they did a late show. Well, they didn't no, they, a had a, uh, they had a house band yeah. for a little while. But yeah, we were technically like their the first, first group. The first people to play in. But there. no, my son's mother, her grandfather owned is Santa. Is nice. Denzel, so. Oh, nice. Uh, so yeah, so. Little, little tidbit there. Stop in, say hi to Santa. <laughs> 
I can't remember. Santa's what, Pub. What, what what did we even call? Did you even remember the band name? We no, the group. No, it was so short lived. <laughs> it was. And, you know, it we was. Didn't, we, I don't remember. Soured one by show a car wreck. Uh, Your band name was Soured by, by a car, car wreck. wreck. Soured by a car wreck. <laughs> That's a cool band name. <laughs> soured by a car wreck. <laughs> soured, it's cool very band hipster. name. I call it. It's <laughs> <laughs> very hit. Trademark. 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 Yeah. Trademark. Uh, I, I dabbled into a few more for help. Yeah. Um. There were, but the problem was is they all sucked <laughs> yeah same here you know um, I, I was in several bands but except we just for pretty much the guitarists in pretty much all the bands uh, that i had tried I'd, I'd went out either helped or were a part of the guitarists were amazing yeah but the bassist was terrible that was probably yeah. some guy that they just had here grab this and try yeah uh no talent whatsoever no. um the last i i this band that i was in the drummer was only proficient in jazz and swing. <laughs> yeah. And hmm. tr- but was that the guy that tried to challenge me to a Tom Singer t- signature playoff in the garage at mom and dad's house? Possibly. Cuz that dude got on my he nerves. Had no time signature. No. <laughs> and you're talking about a, a man that played metal doing traditional grip. Yeah. That's hmm. hard to do. <laughs> he was trying. No, 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 no. Oh, well, he, he, was was he was terrible. He was terrible at it. Because he could only really play jazz or swing. He was built for jazz. Yeah, and that was, he it. was that's it. He yeah, give him a very minimalist set and yeah. and let him go Buddy Rich style, and he could yeah. probably do very well. But he had no metal chops yeah. whatsoever. No. Well, see, I was always the black sheep. Oh, you know, because I y'all were the rockers, <laughs> and I was the one on Grandma's piano playing. You know, you know Mozart and Bach yeah. and stuff. And then you know I wanted to you know. You know, swoop the ladies, and, you know, and you know, play some of that R and B for him. How did that uh, work for you? It, shut up. <laughs> <laughs> I hate so, you. So, uh, as we said earlier, I go home and cry in a pillow. So I'm in the corner. So lately, is it a waifu pillow? <laughs> <laughs> Don't joke. His, her name is Sandra. <laughs> Um, so in the these years, these past few years, um, I go and fill in for our church band on drums whenever they need somebody to fill in. And uh, the first day, one of the things that I took away from playing the drums, I used to play, I was so heavy handed. Mm-hmm. Um, I would, my, my hands would be a bloody mess after I, I played. Man. So I got in the habit of, you know, putting on gloves, wearing drummer gloves. And so they asked me to come play. I was like, sure, not a problem. I'll come play with you. And I showed up with my stick bag and my mm-hmm. my drummer gloves. And they were like, what are those for? And I was like, so I can protect my hands because I play really heavy-handed. They were like, they were, yeah. they were like, what's about to happen here? <laughs> and so, because they're used to, there's a studio musician that plays the drums a lot of the a lot of the time at the church. And uh, you know, it's all it's all you know, fun and you know, ding, 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 ding. and then then I'm in here. Yeah, I love Jesus. Yeah, I love Jesus. <laughs> Put your metal horns up for Jesus. Right, yeah. right. And then, but the funny thing is, is Pastor Jerry. Yeah. The first time I played, he was there front row after church. He came up to me and he was like, "You can play drums for me." Any day. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, yes! Rock and roll. That's awesome. My biggest thing was uh, I had a band in high school called Gravity Six. Oh, yeah. And we only played in high school when they had, uh, you know, functions, events, mm-hmm. and all that stuff. Uh-huh. And we were chosen by the state to represent 
all of uh, Middle T- Tennessee schools. That was probably my proudest moment. And they asked me to write the song. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I, I wrote the song. I played piano. I wasn't cool enough to be on the guitar at that time because I was only good at piano. I did play a little <laughs> guitar. Uh, but, you know, we played for this big state event. So that was probably my biggest biggest moment in music. And then I got to a point where I didn't want to play with anybody. I was a loner. I was a rebel. You know, I, I, like I, had to, I had to do everything myself. Like nobody played good enough to play with me Diva. or sing with me. You know, you know what I'm saying? It's just, you know, it was all about me. And Dish. <laughs> Here he me. is. The biggest douche of the universe. <laughs> all right. All right. So let's, let's go to most memorable music moment. And this can go, you either played it or you heard it. Let's go with you, Jim. 2001, 4th of July, top of the boardroom. Hey. Uh, the boardroom. That the was boardroom. my first live gig Man. ever. And there were thousands of people down there watching the down the Nashville fireworks, sitting on standing on the hill, yeah. just a sea of heads looking over the hill. And the second the fireworks went off, Salazar lit up the Star Spangled Banner on the guitar, mm-hmm. and everybody just went shink and uh-huh. watched us play, and we played yeah. our show. And man, I mean, Great I got feeling. spoiled rotten. That was my first live gig. <laughs> nice. And then I had to go play, you know, like to uh, two or huh. three people. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> there was always the moment when the band was playing in front of the other bands. Everybody oh. had that moment. Uh, we yeah. had, had so a lot many of those shows. Moments. So many of those shows. Man, we all were tragedy kings. I was there for at least 87% of the <laughs> shows, man. <laughs> I was like y'all's groupie. Um, yeah, you were there for a lot me, of uh, Subsonic too. Um, me and Steve's wife at then, and yeah. there was one other person. There was this, you know, this big girl. We were always there for you know all the shows because we all stood together. Yeah, uh, um, I was only shows. there for a few Subsonic, but I was there for a lot of those tragedy the tragedy kings. kings. Uh, we played a, Subsonic played a lot of theirs at um, Old Time Pick and Parlor. Yeah. Old Time Pick and Parlor. Parlor. Yep. Was it? And it, y'all played at the the club that. What used to be Cinema South. Oh, yeah. Uh, what was that oh, club? Y'all played there. Uh, Outer, Outer Limits. Limits. Outer Limits. Outer Limits. It was Outer Club Limits. Hysteria yep. in yes, Outer Limits. You played in that. Yes. Yeah, that, that was such a great venue, man. Oh, <laughs> that my venue gosh. could have been so much better if it was moved like six miles north. Yes. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Just I out agree. of that area. I mean, I yes. agree. Every, yeah. Anywhere away. I could remember two nights there having to be questioned by police. Sure. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I, rem- I tell you, I remember it was a good, this was a good, a good one here. It was a show that they did. And um, now they rocked it out, but I, I, I remember this like it was yesterday. It was hilarious. Some other band, a metal band, was going on before them and was doing their CD release party. Yeah. And they rented those gigantic show lights. Yeah. Big, uh, I can't remember. Who was it? It was Shadows of Light. Shadows of Light. Yeah. yeah. Shadows of Light. I remember that. Yeah, that was, yeah. yeah. was at the exit in. Yeah. And they were, and you just saw those things. Yeah. As soon as it would pan the crowd, it was like, everybody was like, I'm blind. I'm yeah. blind. Like, did you really rent those for this venue? But they were good, though. Their lead yeah. singer was really no, no, good. They were, Their lead they were singer good. is now him and the bass player, Craig. Um, they are part of uh, uh, Dark Sky Tribe. 
Oh, nice. I'm gonna if I had my pen, I'd Excuse write Excuse me, that Black down. Sky Tribe. Black, Black Sky, Sky Tribe. Black Sky. I'm gonna have to. Yeah. But that was. I just that 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 show was hilarious. I'm like, did you really pick that yeah. for this venue? Uh, so what, what what was your most memorable music moment? It could be you either played or you heard it. Heard well. Oh, so it's gonna be actually hearing the. Um, I'd say hearing. I think it would be the first time Ozfest 2010 when I finally got to hear Slipknot live, and okay. they took main stage that year too. Oh um, yeah, I remember. Yeah, that. oh man, that was an incredible because the year I didn't get to make it the year before because they were already touring. Yeah, but I was okay with it because that year they were doing second stage. Yeah. during the day, so they were like the noon band. Mm-hmm out in the gravel of Starwood. Nice. Like when it was 127 degrees outside. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And you had mosh pits when it was just yeah. like blazing sun. But I, I worked like, stage crew that show. <laughs> oh, <laughs> my God. It was brutal. Yeah. But I, was, but I didn't get to make it to that. But I was like, you know, my friends were telling me, it's like, dude, be glad you didn't. We're all lobsters. And it was hot. <laughs> yeah. And it sucked. Rock but, lobsters. Yes, rock lobsters. <laughs> we were rock lobsters. But New after band name, that, I call it. Yeah, but after, <laughs> after that, I'm sure it already uh, exists. We got, I got to see them the following year on main stage with all their lights, the drop sheet that came through, and it was amazing. That's and awesome. I got uh, that year, I was able to get the um, pit tickets. Oh. Where you right in the front of the seats? Under yeah, the, you wouldn't catch me in that. No, oh, dude, no. it was the greatest experience ever. <laughs> did you kill anyone in the? the <laughs> oh, I did. Many of people, <laughs> and uh, and Corey Taylor headbutted me while singing a song. <laughs> That's awesome. Because he got down there where the monitor was, yeah. and then he like grabbed my head and just started singing. Spit uh, it out. You know, That's like, awesome. Do it. Do it. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. Oh, How about you, Ryan? Um, most memorable music moment. That's you know, a hard sentence. That is to say. a hard sentence. To say. <laughs> just real quick, I do got just two of them that really came yeah. to mind. First one was my sister took me to Cats Music on Nolensville Road. Yep, and bought me my times. first album, which was Thriller by yeah. Michael Jackson. I guess nice. she got tired of me, nice barring hers. <laughs> but also, I got to say, like probably six, seven years ago, maybe. My wife took me to the Ryman Auditorium. Oh, yeah. You know what I'm yeah, going with this. Yeah. And uh, her friend is uh, the president of the Mental Health Institute. Well, Vince Gill was playing jamming for the blues, which took me there for my birthday. And I was okay. like, that's cool. Yeah. Well, little did I know that we went backstage and I met Vince Gill, Emily Lou Harris, Rodney nice. Crowell. Oh, I mean, so it was amazing. Did you cry? Oh, man. I, I mean, Vince I'm not Gill, kidding man. you. Like, Vince Gill came upstairs and he personally met everybody and... I looked at him. I was like, man, I've seen you 12 times. And he's like, oh, you're the reason why my kids are going to school. <laughs> Just down to earth. I mean, like Matt said, I mean, I wanted to cry. Like, Vince Gill is probably one of my biggest heroes, like, okay. musician-wise. Nice. But, yeah, that that just... That was an awesome. I've memory. met him once, too. He's really cool to meet just in person. Just very cool. I mean, yeah. But I love his music, Yeah, man. it was just awesome. How about you, Chad? Uh, You know, I... I actually thankfully got to play on Starwood's main stage before mm. it shut down. Oh, man, uh, I'm jealous of that. Uh, yeah, back in I'm the day. I'm jealous of that. I, didn't, <laughs> I, didn't, I missed out on that. Yeah, back when I was in Plaster Frown with uh, Mike and uh, Matt and Kevin. And uh, Matt actually ended up, unfortunately, not being able to make the gig. But Billy, who plays with Fargo Strut now, he actually filled in for Matt. But uh, 
they had their first annual Buzz Fest. 1029 Buzz did their Buzz they Fest. They were probably there. Yeah. 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 And uh, we, you know, it was a pay to play. I mean, you're a local band, you had to pay to get on the bill, but but we lucked out and actually got to be the first band to open the main stage. Mm. So we didn't play the, you know, the, the parking oh, lot stage. God. We, we yeah, actually we played on the main stage. We probably just missed you because we didn't get yeah, to Sure, that yeah, yeah. <laughs> now, it, it, was, it, it was intense. But, uh, but one of the other things, uh, you know, that... Tragedy Kings, the, the night we won the Gibson Showcase, the Battle of the Bands, yeah. that was amazing. I mean, yeah. just, you know, especially considering the the band that got second really got butt chapped, and it was kind of funny <laughs> because because uh, you know, I mean, we weren't mad or upset about it. It was just we yeah. were surprised, honestly, too. And it was it was, but it was cool. But yeah. they were like, oh, there's no way they should have won that. And I was like, well, now now I'm gonna take it, and they'll say, no, we we kicked your butt. Yeah. yeah. But anyway, yeah. Uh, <laughs> but but one of the you know outside of that realm of the rock and hard music, uh, I filled in several years ago. Uh, well. I say several, about four or five years ago, used to play with this guy Morgan Alexander. I was just part of his band, and uh, we played at the the Standard at the Smith House downtown. And uh, actually, um, John Oates opened for us, so to speak. Wow, he, okay. he did he did like That's a songwriter, cool. just him and a guitar. Yeah, uh, just a little small set to the people prior to our show. So yeah. I, I say he opened for us, but you know, <laughs> we actually just played later in the evening. But uh but but later that evening what was what was memorable for me and it was kind of funny because the rest of the band didn't I, they didn't take it they kind of took it as a joke in a way, but but I actually got to play She's Like the Wind, right? Yes. The Patrick Swayze uh-huh. tune with the guy that co-wrote the song with him. Uh, oh, he sat in with nice. us and played the keys cool. and I was just That's I was so over the moon cool. excited about cool, it. Yeah, yeah uh, Stacy uh, excuse me. Yeah, St- Stacy Widlitz uh, is his guy's name and and uh, you know everybody else was kind of like oh we're going to play She's Like the Wind this is kind of cheesy. I was like dude this is badass. Yes. I am awesome. I'm honored to be playing next to this dude and 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 it, you know even more to that point I asked the guy I was like man just got to know was Patrick Swayze as cool a guy as he appeared to be and he was like twice as cool he That's was like awesome. he was he was a That's great dude so i was like that, is. that is, you just made my night man yeah. touch you know yeah. but just playing that song and knowing i'm playing the song on the same stage with the dude that wrote it yes with Patrick Swayze, yeah, that's yes. cool. I mean, yeah. just you know, it was that's amazing. phenomenal. Yeah, awesome. it, was, it was awesome. I like uh, Buzzfest was really cool too. Interesting fact about that because I started watching Buzzfest and then came down uh, probably about three or four times later. I mean, three or four shows later, uh, a band. I, one of the first times I saw another band that I liked, which actually was found by Sean mm-hmm. from Slipknot, yeah. signed to Roadrunner Records like a year later, and and head on that show was Mudvayne, another one oh, of my favorite Mudvayne. bands. Yeah. And they, yeah. they took main stage too, and my God, that was a good show. You know, uh, with, with my favorite music moment is when I finally got to see Boys to Men, and it was just <laughs> yes. a few years ago. And the only yeah. reason is, and I didn't get to see the full group because the bassist is sick mm-hmm. and he's no longer he can no longer tour or anything right. and yeah uh boys and men has always been one of my favorite groups but i had a chance to see them right around when evolution came out and i was offered a ticket and they were, they were going to play at starwood and i did something stupid as always and i got grounded <laughs> and i you know they had to give my ticket away oh, and man gosh. that was one of my biggest like upsets in life <laughs> was wow. that I didn't get to go to that show because uh, Evolution's like one of my favorite albums of all time, and but I finally got to see them at uh, the Skirmahorn, uh, and man, they were amazing. 
Uh, I also one other one was uh, the day I got caught coming home from a Marilyn Manson concert, <laughs> and mom like I, I, b- besides throwing holy water on me from coming <laughs> home from that show, <clears throat> grounded me for like a month after seeing that because I lied to get into that show. Oh, and wow. I didn't even like Marilyn Manson. Yeah. Like I was just, was I just, just did it because everybody else was going like, "Hey, you want to go see Marilyn Manson? <laughs> yeah, I want to go yeah. with you. Yeah, sure, sure. sure like, I don't care for his music, but whatever." Beautiful people. <laughs> All right, so let's go into nothing but the music. Uh, what is your favorite genre of music and why? Man. Ryan. Country music. Country Hands music. Hands down. Yeah, just because in my household, that's all that was really played. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, other than my sister, of course. But, like, I remember my mom always playing Reba McIntyre or my the lady that I consider my grandmother was playing George Jones and... You know, country music's just what I grew up with. Now, the stuff today is not country music. Let's just no, go on and hit not. that. No, but it's pop rock. Exactly. From, from back then. Sure. But, like, anything from, Nashville like... Nashville TV show. Yeah, pretty much. Let's do, like, the Waylon Jennings, Willie era all the way mm-hmm. until probably early, late Tim McGraw area, yeah. maybe. There you go. <laughs> but, I mean, yeah, country music is by far my all-time favorite. Gotcha. I dig it. Jim? Uh, to term a phrase from uh, the Billboard Top 40, I'm going to call it mainstream rock. And the reason why I call it mainstream rock is that's where probably better than 80% of the music that I gravitate towards, mm-hmm. uh, you know, is. Um, and growing up, <clears throat> after I got introduced to music, the prominent radio station that was, you know, pumping music all everywhere I went was 103 KDF. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, so, and it was all rock all the yeah. time. And I got introduced. I mean, they changed their formats a little bit, of, you know, through the years. And when I first started listening to it, you know, it was, you know, a little bit of old school mixed in with new. So I got introduced to like Led Zeppelin yeah. and stuff like that. And, um, then it went, you know, it just went into all, you know, all the new stuff. So it, Rock music was constantly playing everywhere I went. Yeah. Because that was the main station that was playing everywhere. Anytime we went out to go do something. Oh, we remember. <laughs> I remember. But I mean, anytime yes. we went out to go do something, it was always sponsored by 103 KDF. If you wanted to get discounts in town, you have to have your rock card, your big yellow KDF rock card. There you go. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Uh, 103 KDF. Yeah, man. It was it was awesome. I loved it. Um, but yeah, I'm I'm I mean, you know, I mean it's it'll it'll house Bands like Rush, Van Halen, Tom Petty, The Replacements, Billy Idol, Robert Plant, Black Crows, Sting, mm. all of them fall within that mod- that uh, mainstream rock, and that's 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 what I gravitate towards. I love it. How about you, Brian? Metal, metal, <laughs> all metal, monster. Uh, Cookie Monster stuff. I love it all. No, I'm I've always it's been metal for me. Punk punk rock and stuff like that may have you know kind of paved the way f- for my for me liking rock <laughs> in general. But as time has gone on, metal has always gravitated towards me. Um, I like its melodic tones. Yeah. I like the fast pace and breakdown drums, the percussion in those. Um, and though you may hear and we joke about the Cookie Monster stuff in a lot of them, a lot of those singers do have pitch and vocal range but to, and a lot to, of stuff. But to pull that off... The screams like that to pull that off day in and day out, dude. Still, that takes a talent, and I don't understand 
how they do it. Well, exactly. there, there was a video on YouTube right now. Uh, if you've seen uh, Jared Dines, uh-huh. he, he plays yes. for uh, Rest Repose, yeah. but yeah. he does just tons. He's got 2 million YouTube followers. and But he, while he was on tour with his band, he started like interviewing people and just saying, so you think uh, heavy metal screaming's easy? And they oh, were like, yeah. oh, well, yeah. Well, give me one. And yeah. they were like, uh, uh yeah. Uh, or they would do like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. so he was like, so uh, would we agree that it takes some talent? Yeah. He was, uh yeah, I guess so. You know. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. Oh yeah. Yes. But it, it was it's a it's a good video to watch. Yeah. Oh yeah. I do it once and I need a gallon of water <laughs> and a nap. Right. Yeah. <laughs> I don't do. It's too mean for me. It's, it's too, too aggressive. Mean, it's too I can't. I can't do it. How I about like you, Chap? Uh yeah, I'm st- yeah, hard rock and metal. Uh, is my favorite. Um, I, you know, I value every genre. Like I said, I mean, there's there's value in every genre of music. Yeah, and absolutely. as a bass player, I. I've thoroughly enjoyed. I mean, in college, I played in the commercial music ensemble, and we were required, whatever the Vol State singers or the co- commercial music choir or whatever they were doing, we had to play. Yeah. And so, thankfully, you know, I mean, there were times it was like, oh, really, we got to play this, but yeah. but we played anywhere from Broadway tunes, we played uh, jazz, rock, reggae, um, you know, just. But when it boils right down to it, if you're gonna ask me what I want to do, it's gonna be hard rock and metal. Hard rock and, and metal. Yeah, and if you and if you want to you know, as far as performing all day, uh, yeah. just being able, I mean, you know, I, I can kick off a workout on my Apple watch at the beginning <laughs> of a set and kick it off when I'm done with a 45 minute set and I've burned 800 calories. Yeah. I mean, so, I just, so when you're yeah. playing, when you're playing metal, do you do the, the heavy metal head spin and all I mean, that when you're I, on the bass? I, I well, a bass player by default. If you if you see a bass player that's not moving their neck a little bit, they're not really a bass player. But, they're but probably I, a guitar I, player but that's I, filling but in. But I on think it, the question is: Are you doing the Cliff Burton? No, probably not. <laughs> I mean, there, there's there's I, you know I do some head banging. I would say, but uh, you know, obviously I don't have long hair, so yeah. it's kind of silly if you're just up there just like, like shaking your neck around. You look more like a convulsive. That's so. one thing, you know, when you were in uh, Killing Grace, everyone had long hair. You know, everyone had long hair and looked like they haven't taken a bath in three days. <laughs> and then it came over to Chad and he's like buff with a clean shave and hair all the way up and everything. Yeah, I, I would get, you know, so when you're going to let your hair grow out, I was like, well, that's the key thing. See, guys, my hair grows out. We joked around and said that the pictures look like they laid a copy of GQ magazine on top of Heavy Metal magazine. Put <laughs> <laughs> your black shirt all buttoned up. Yeah. Your hair. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, uh, it's like men's fitness on top of Metal Quarterly. <laughs> We haven't talked in a long time. Yeah. We still discuss you a lot. Because oh, oh, oh. you are loved, my friend. That's you are good loved. to know. That's good to know. You yeah, you're always a part of this family, man. Uh, but my, my favorite genre is singer-songwriter slash folk music. Only because I love acoustic guitar, I love harmonies, and I love stories. Like I yeah, love... I you it. put all three of those together, that is, that, that, that's what I try and still write. Uh, my my album quote quote that I've been working on for 12, 13 years now. That's what I'm trying to get down is the singer songwriter you know type folk hey, type music. Hey, there's still hope. It took Axel like 14 years to put out the Guns N' Roses album. So. Okay, so, I, I, I'm centered now. I, I, I can live with that. And I'm with you on the stories. I mean, I I love a lot of blue, bluegrass for that yes, reason. The bluegrass exactly. tell you know. Pretty much every bluegrass tune tells a story from yeah, start to beginning yeah. and I, or start to end, and I love it. Yeah, yeah, I love it, man. 
Uh, what is the best decade of music? I think we're going to have some debate in here about decade of music. You have a few different decades in here. <laughs> well, but hey. still, you can, you can love any decade of music. I'm sorry you, uh, Ryan. 80s. Yes. 80s. I'm going to go ahead and jump down. in because I agree with yeah. Ryan. 80s is the best yeah, decade 90s. Of music. Oh, yes. No, 90s, 90s to me was like the worst era except for a, a, a few bands in yeah. there. Yeah. 90s. No way. How about you, Chad? Brian? Man, what are you, uh, what are you, you know, for for metal, I mean, it's 80s, man. And like... like Boom! So, Hair and metal. Because when 90s came around, I love the 90s too, but when it came around, it was, you know, grunge. Yeah. It killed metal. And, or briefly, anyway. I mean, it took it down a notch. But, yeah. uh, <laughs> but so, I 100%, you know, cut my teeth playing a lot of the 90s stuff. Yeah. But when it comes right down to it, if you're... If you're listening to something, I'm like, yeah, that's cool. Oh, that was released in the '80s. Of course it was. I love it. Yeah. I mean, well, I mean, every time I go back to list, I went back and looked at all of my favorites and started looking up when they were hitting the charts and coming out, and their mm-hmm. albums were hitting and everything. And I mean, STP, Tom Petty was on the charts with Mary Jane's Last Dance, sure, Kent Lenny Kravitz, Pearl Jam, Alice in Chains, Collective Soul, Soundgarden. Uh, Van Halen, Pearl Jam again, uh, Live, Brother Kane, Goo Goo Dolls, Seven Mary Three, uh, Collective Soul, Rush, Soundgarden. These are the bands that I go back. There's all this is in my list today. Yeah, sure. And oh, so, I agree with that. Yeah, but yeah. I yeah. just don't. I, but you know, with that exception, you know, like like I'm with Chad. I, my music is different than Chad's in the '80s. <laughs> like I would not okay. listen to the metal. Okay, so how can you argue against the '90s when your favorite song of all time, "Tomorrow" by Silverchair, came out in the '90s? Ooh. Okay. Burn. <laughs> <laughs> Woo, fat wait, boy, wait. fat boy, we to tomorrow. tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> All right, that's not my favorite song, but yes, okay, you got me. Like, I do have some favorite songs in the '90s, but it is not the best decade. I just wanted to put. Well, I, I know you love that song at some point, yeah. so I just wanted I'll, to throw I'll that come at to you. your defense on that too, because okay, my 100% top of the heap all-time favorite band. To this day and probably forever is Faith No More. Oh, there you go. Yeah. Faith No More. Everything they did well after, well, I came across them with Epic. I yeah. saw that video on MTV. Yep. I was like, holy crap, what is this? I love it. And then, of course, realized, oh, they've got older stuff. I'm getting that too. But the 90s were their heyday, you know, mm-hmm. the real thing and Angel Dust. Mm-hmm. But all that being said, one band for me being everything doesn't trump that I feel like the 80s yeah, still the put 80s out more, more. quantity-wise. Like, what I was saying was like for the bands that made it 80s, you know, greatest for you is probably different than for me sure. and Ryan. Yeah. Like me and Ryan were more of the, we would have been the doing what everybody else is doing, listening yeah. to the pop music of the time because <laughs> yeah. like uh, this, this is my 80s playlist. I'm just going to name a few like, uh, you know, Dance Hall Days by Wang Chung, Aha, When in Rome, Starship, Toto, The Arrhythmics, The Outfield. Those yeah. are your pop music. It's all like your your top twenty of the eighties. Yep. Like I would not, you would not catch me dead. Listen to the top forty today because I just can't get into anything no. today. No, but yeah. in the eighties, I totally would have been the one pushing play on my radio, <laughs> just loving every song that came <laughs> on. Sure. Yep. Eighties. <laughs> all right. So name three legends of music that you think paved the way for music and how. Mm-hmm. Uh, and this can go for any genre. Doesn't matter. Okay. Let's go with you, Jim. 
Um, so with number three, and dude, you can holler at me, yell at me, all and disqualify <laughs> me all you want, but I, I've got a tie for number three, and mm-hmm. I think it's a tie between Bob Dylan and Joni Mitchell with songwriting, songwriting. because they Thank paid you. the they paved the way um, for how good songs should be written. I, I really believe that. Um, and then <clears throat> I give credit to. Uh, Freddie Mercury from Queen mm, for yes. showing us how a front man should be. Oh, yeah. Yes. Um, I think he is an absolute legend. I am so stoked for the movie coming out. I mm-hmm. cannot wait. Um, but I think by far he showed, I think he set the mold for, yes. the, for what a front man should be in a band. Mm-hmm. And then from the modern era, um, I don't think anybody can overlook Dr. Dre. And, sure. Oh, yeah. nice. And, no, and I, I don't think anybody can overlook his ear and his his producing capabilities. No. That man has. I mean, he's number one. He's he's a very uh, smart businessman. Yes. But but his ability to produce and his ear is just insane. Yep. I mean, he can take somebody who is already talented mm-hmm. and push them to a level they could have never imagined of being. That's so. he. That's the only reason uh, Ice T is where he is today mm-hmm. because. You know, Ice T was very. He's good the reason lyrically. why a lot of people are where they are today. Yes. Sure. Oh, Amen. Eminem. Yeah. Eminem. Uh, but you know, Ice T was really good with words. But without Dr. Dre, dude, I'm gonna tell you right now, I don't think music. there would be a Snoop Dogg without Dr. Dre. Oh, no, amen. there sure no, wouldn't. No. I mean, as cool as Snoop is, it, yeah, without as cool Dre, as he is, without Dre, he would not yeah. be what he is. Don't get me wrong; he may have <clears> gone in, gone on to be successful, but he would not be hosting <laughs> right. a game show today. No, no. sure. Yeah. Uh, he wouldn't be that popular. There are quite so. a few people that from that if Dr. Dre wasn't around that he. Oh yeah. That, yeah. that there's a laundry people, list. Laundry list, yeah. including one of your all-time rap artists of this century, Eminem. Yeah. He, everyone, yes. everyone said, "Don't do it." And he did it. And he and was like, he made it a success. Screw you. Yeah. <laughs> if you watch uh, Dr. Dre's interview, and he 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 only gave Eminem 15 minutes, and Dr. Dre turned on a beat he had just recorded like 30 minutes ago yeah. Yeah. and Eminem already had a song He well that's when uh, Hi My Name Is yeah like M, uh, Dr. Dre played that music and then Eminem started singing Hi My Name Is and then went on to rap he turned it off and said alright you're in yeah, and did, if you watch that interview, record. Yeah, yeah. And he was like, "All right, get in there. That's it. That, that's that's your song, and this is what you're going to get in." Sometimes just not overthinking; it's a good thing. Exactly. You know? yeah. just how about it. how about you, Chad? Three legends. You know, uh, we've got one here um, on the on the producer side and the engineering and, and production side. Of All course. right, uh, I like we've it. got one here local, um, and of course he's local now, but uh, he's he's yes. global, uh, and you're familiar with him as well, Michael Wagner. Oh yeah. Uh, I mean, we almost recorded up, an album with him. Yeah, he did the uh, mastering on the Killing Grace album. Uh, he's and he's a hell of a guy, hell of a guy. But yeah. you go look at his discography of yeah. what he's wor- worked on, he's and Captain you're going to be like, Row. holy crap. I've bought every one of these albums at yeah. one point, you know. Yeah. Uh, so for for sure, he's especially in the hard rock and and the metal world. You know, he's definitely you know changed the game. Um, you know, even going back to Master of Puppets. I mean, wow. back in the day. I mean, yeah. he worked on all the early Metallica stuff. Even I'm glad you um, brought up producer. That's a new direction. Yeah, that yeah absolutely. Yeah, you, I mean, when you think about music, you. The, a lot of people don't think about the entire scope no. of what that means and and who puts the work in. Yeah, know? yeah. I mean, there's guys behind the scenes that are, that'll never get named. Uh, mm. That right. If they wouldn't have been there, it wouldn't have gone the way it went. Yeah, you know? that's correct. Uh, so you think about well, 
and of course he's this is kind of a, a an aside but like that um a dire straits tune you know with sting walking into the i want my mtv yeah. He wasn't even supposed to be there that day. He was just there in the studio walking around. And granted, Sting's his own thing. He's yeah. his own person. Yeah. He's not somebody behind the scenes. But that could have been the janitor walking around and yeah. going, hey, can I sing on that? Yeah. And they probably would have said, hell no. Right. But but because it, was, <laughs> because it was Sting, he got the opportunity. But you think about it and, and remove everything from that you know about Sting. If he hadn't have been there when that happened, that song would not have been what it was. Yeah. Right. It still would have been a great song. Yeah. But that part of it, which is iconic yeah. you know and got the video on mtv absolutely I mean, come on. uh you know th- those things just don't happen yeah. um as far as uh, you know artists and and pushing the fold i've, I've got to go back to faith no more again um even even prior to mike Patton joining them which which took them just stellar yeah um you know they they are a band that basically looked at the industry and said what genre yeah mm-hmm. screw y'all we're out we're we're gonna yeah. do this th- oh yeah we're doing a heavy metal song on this album and then we're gonna do a screamo tune and then we're gonna follow it up with a cover of easy by the commodores <laughs> oh, what, what do you mean you don't know it's gonna sell trust us and guess what you know it's old. now did they get as big as i think they should be no because they are they are truly a musician's band yeah. i mean uh you know of course mike patton's gone on to do many many other bands and prove proven his worth time yeah. and again so mm-hmm. um you know mike patton could be listed by himself for that for that matter well you know like uh musicians that have listened to that have you know expanded or evolved stuff like that for their own stuff so sure. i mean that's yeah. paving the way for well the even back in the day that there was an interview um with uh with uh, the Chili Peppers, yeah, and they were yeah. talking about the Chili Peppers. Uh, Kiedis, Anthony Kiedis and Flea were in a, this interview, and they were saying, you know, hey, you know, it's really cool how the Chili Peppers just taken kind of rap and rock and mixed them. And, and Flea spoke up. He said, yeah, Faith No More did it first, man. We're just we just thought it was cool. Which is yeah. what gave me so much respect for them. Oh, absolutely, yeah. Well, yeah, I mean, absolutely. I love that band, but they, they had so much respect for them because oh, yeah. they gave props to everybody. Yeah. yeah. And, uh, you know, props to, uh, you know, Metallica, too, for giving Faith No More the chance they gave them. I mean, there's a story that uh, Faith No More, you know, they opened up the, it was Faith No More, Guns N' Roses, Metallica. And early on in the tour, Faith No More's on stage and getting just booed and shit thrown at them. Yeah. And James actually left the side of the stage, walked out there and said, hey, these are my friends and you're going to like them. (laughs) And the crowd just flipped. And all of a sudden, they were the coolest thing ever. And I was like, okay, first things first, how amazing is that? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. One dude walks out in the crowd, you know, and you know, it's like, oh, yes, sir. You know, we're going to like this band now. Thank you very much. Can we have some more? Um, but, you know, it totally flipped the script. You yeah. Know? But but to see other bands, you know, supporting each other like that is very cool. So yeah. It's very, very cool. Yeah. How about you, Brian? Uh, it was kind of hard to choose. Um, just having to think, well, where, where do you begin? Where do you begin? As far as legends, where, where do you go? What? How do you? How do you really bring it into? Um, when you talking, we're talking about like anybody for any genre. Do you think like like paved away for a certain? That's thing what, that and that's done? where I kind of went with that. Now, of course, mine mine comes from a younger mindset a little bit, um, but I just kind of went with different genres, and so I pit, So I kind of felt like well, one. I feel Michael Jackson kind of helped pave the pop era. Sure. Yeah, he really brought it I in. I think he defined the term defined pop star. Defined the term yeah. pop star, period. Hence king of pop. Absolutely. Yes. So. And so that's where I think he comes in. Now, as far as in the in the metal world, to me, 
Um, I do. I feel like Dio was a really huge. Mm-hmm. Um, Man. Uh, Dio was really huge. I can jam some paper. Dio, Oh, dude. absolutely. <laughs> and, and, and so, as far as metal, Dio was a well. You should walk away right now. Um, he, huge pioneer in the metal world. And <laughs> <laughs> I like Dio in the Tenacious D um, movie. That's about as far as Dio. I but get. and then I think. <laughs> Elvis Presley was, I, as far as, obviously a legend. Everyone knows sure. his name, even mm-hmm. in today. But I think it was his ability to cross over uh, from rock, country, gospel, and he did it all. Like, And he was, it's just, you know the name to this day. Mm-hmm. And you know his work. Well, I think with Elvis, I think he broke barriers of so what many. was allowed on stage and what was so accepted many. because you know when he first got on TV and the little dances he did even though today they are absolutely mm-hmm. nothing you know they can today like when you look at something like that but back then their dances were considered sexual and uh you know not accepted by society and they you know everything then you know mm-hmm. and, and Elvis would take that and say well i'm gonna do it anyway because this is what the people want Mm -hmm. and you know breaking those barriers you know he just paved the way for so many uh entertainers from then on you know with jerry lee lewis he he you know took that and went even farther you know he he kind of made it weird but you know still (laughs) you know a little a little weird a little weird so how about you, Ryan? Three, what are through some three legends? I'm gonna go Patsy Cline. I think she paved the way for a lot of female country music sure. artists today. I mean, you can say Patsy Montana, you know, cowboy sweetheart, mm. whatever. But I think yeah. Patsy Cline just paved like a just a way for the, like the Dolly Partons, Tammy Wynettes, Loretta yeah. Lynns. I'm gonna go Nat King Cole. Oh, nice man! I love some Nat King Cole. I think if it wasn't for him, we wouldn't have people like Harry Connick Jr., Michael Bublé. Sure. I mean, those kind of people. Yeah. Um, Elvis was on my list, but I figured somebody would say him, so I do have somebody else. Okay. I'm also gonna go with Ray Charles. Yes, Ray Charles. Ray Charles, hands down. I mean, just what he could do with a piano, being blind. I think that could just show you right there that whatever your dream is, anything's possible. And I think Absolutely. he paved the way the one take for that wonder. music. Yeah. He is yeah. the one take wonder, yeah. man. That's, like, he can like, his story was just amazing. Like he can go into the studio and he, he wouldn't even have written the song. They were like, Hey Ray, this is the song yeah. you want. Be like, all right, what are the words and what key you want it in? Boom. Uh, 30 minutes later, you got a song. Yeah, yeah. He's just, he's just an amazing talent. Like absolutely somebody that, I wish we still had today mm-hmm. <laughs> when yeah. it comes to music. I wish a lot of people would look back at his music and be like, man, that's who I need to symbolize. That's mm-hmm. who I need to role model. Mm-hmm. The music we had today, like the top 40 for me is just like Jim said, I'm, I'm, I couldn't even tell you who's really on the radio probably today. I don't listen to the yeah. radio anymore unless it's sports radio. Yeah. That's about it. Yeah. Uh, I would say uh, three. Uh, I'm going to start with Bob Dylan. I do not like Bob Dylan music. Yeah, I agree. I don't, but you have to give him his props for his songwriting case. Songwriting, that's exactly what I was going to say. His songwriting, and when somebody else does a Bob sure. Dylan song, yeah. it is amazing. Just like Chris Christopherson. Exactly, yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I get he it, writes yeah. some great music when other people, when when other people, people sing do it. it. Sing it. You know, yeah. like, I, I love I, I love it when somebody takes a Bob Dylan song, and then, you know, I don't have to hear Bob Dylan's voice. It would be the same with... Um, um, 
the uh, Rolling is it the Rolling Stones? Rolling Stones, Mick yeah, Jagger. Mick Jagger. I hate Mick Jagger's voice. I cannot stand it. But I they you know, Rolling write Stones some great music, music is amazing. If I can get somebody else to sing it, I would love it. But he uh, just looks like a peacock when he's on stage, yeah. man. I mean, <laughs> with his wings. I'm gonna sing back. for you now. <laughs> <laughs> so I'd say Bob Dylan uh, paved the way for songwriters. Uh, lyricists especially because some of his songs just tell a certain story of struggle uh, you know protest and you know the stories that came out you know when people heard his Mm -hmm. words they were like oh I I need to mimic this I need to tell the story in detail Um, the next one is Beatles I'm a huge Beatles fan but if you think about it they were like one of the first boy bands you know, they didn't dance around and everything. You know, without Beatles, you know, because they were the pretty boys. They were from yeah. England. They were the craze. They were the, you know, what all the girls wanted. Yeah. So, you know, when they yeah. came to America, they started it all, the, the obsessions and everything. And then it just went, you know, every decade from then, there was like some kind of boy band or, you yeah. know, four-part band that, you know, the girls were obsessed mm-hmm. with. Only it was a good boy band. Though. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they yeah. were the only piece. They were the only good boy band. And then the last one would be Robert Johnson, you know, the birthing of uh, the blues. Uh, you know, even though he only has the one album because, you know, he did the one album and it technically wasn't even an album. He did a few songs here, a few songs here. And then eventually, you know, 40 years later, they put it together for yeah. a Robert Johnson album. But without him and the way he played the blues and sang the blues, you would not have the way blues is today, you know, with yeah. Eric Clapton, B.B. King, and all them. Sure. You know, he birthed how, you know, just with one guitar, now you have all these pieces of a blues band that make it what it is today. He did it with one guitar and his voice, yeah. and I thought it was amazing. A um, couple more that I would like to, since everybody's done theirs now, that yeah. I'd like to call out was, um, you know, Led Zeppelin. Um, mm-hmm. I think they are the roadmap for what heavy metal became. Oh, yeah. Um, no with the type of there. music, with the type of music that they wrote, I mean, they're genius in their songwriting. But there's one other one, and this person is not in my playlist. But you have to give it up to them because of what they did, improving how you can change yourself and reinvent yourself over and over and over Taylor again. Swift, no, Madonna. Right. Madonna, yeah. Ooh, yeah. you didn't yeah, give me Madonna. a moment. To I mean, she's not she's not in my playlist, right. but I give her that respect. Sure, that she is so super talented and so well minded that she has been able to reinvent herself over more times than I can count. And yeah, uh, I mean, I, I thought just, you were going Taylor Swift. Honestly, I was not and, going Taylor Swift on for me. the same reason. Uh, you know, I mean, I mean, she's multifaceted, yeah, but yeah, I don't yeah. think. I don't mean. Um, uh, I don't think. Uh, uh, I don't think that she's quite. I think that she needs a few more years under sure. her belt. Oh, yeah, yeah, no to doubt. get to that level because I think Madonna's been doing it for so much longer yeah. and she's done it so many times over, over and over and over again. She still did it recently. I mean, mm-hmm. so, oh my I mean, god, when Britney Spears, Christina Aguilera, and all them were at the craze, Madonna was still hanging. It was in still there. hanging in there. You oh, know, yeah. being just as sexy. So I mean, you know, I just got to give her some props in the legends category. Oh, yes. that she is a legend. Yeah, absolutely. In that. And that so. No, I agree with you. But uh, anyway, go ahead. Well, I'm going to go to this. Is going to be my favorite. I'm, I'm very curious because so far we've had a very eclectic view yeah. of music here. <laughs> Our top five favorite albums. Okay. And they don't have to be in any uh, you know order unless you mine have not, it in a mine's specific not order. Be in order no. Mine's not. Uh, 
But let, let's start with you, Chad. Your top five favorite albums. Top five, man. I, I had to go with, um, you know, because there's so many. I mean, you, trying to pick five of your favorite anything is kind of hard, you know. That's but, why I asked uh, it, bro. I know, right? <laughs> Make but it difficult. I, I, had to, I had to go with the ones that kind of influenced me the yeah. most as far as my playing and, and my my interest in music. You yeah. Yeah. Uh, obviously faith no more is on the list um and i kind of cheated a little bit the real thing and angel dust i had to put them both on there i just they those two albums might as well have been a a volume one and two for me yeah uh, as far as i'm concerned um and billy gould their bass player is my number one influence i mean you know people are like oh victor wooten no les claypool and don't get me wrong i love those guys too but billy gould it honestly if i go back and listen to anything i've ever worked on and i listen i'm like I know where I got that baseline. I, I mean, I know, I know where I got the idea for that. You know, I mean, even on Killing Grace's album, there's a tune on there called Bloodline, and that's that baseline in there is straight up Faith No More. I mean, it's just, I mean, the song called for it. You know, I wasn't trying to inject it, but it just happened to work. But uh, um, then uh, Metallica's Injustice for All. Now, mm. obviously, that's sonically people give that album so much crap especially yeah. you know me being a bass player it's like well how did that influence you there wasn't any bass on the album mm-hmm. but that was my introduction to metallica um i heard injustice for all before i heard kill em all before i heard ride the lightning before i heard master puppets i you know much like hearing the real thing and then realizing oh faith no more had introduced yourself and we care a lot yeah you know i, I found that album you know it just just the way i had it hit me and just that album, hearing it for the first time, that was one of the heaviest things I'd ever heard at the time. Mm-hmm. And I was like, okay, that's it. Um, the next one was my introduction to Pantera, Cowboys from Hell. Oh, yeah. Uh, as soon as I heard that, I was like, okay, now here's this amazing freaking guitar player doing stuff. I'm like, at the time, I'd never heard people do. And, and of course, that's why Dimebag's a legend. Yes. And then, you know, and then... Arpeggio Cities, yeah. man. And then, <laughs> you know, but then listening, I was like, Holy crap! Listen to Rex, man. Listen to those bass lines. He's doing walking bass lines under like a jazz type rock and yeah. walking bass line under this metal music. I was like, this is badass, you know. Yep. Um, from there, um, have to, uh, Primus has to be on there. Uh, Sailing the Seas of Cheese. <laughs> yeah, uh, baby. Again, I saw Jerry was a race car driver on Headbangers Ball, and I was like, mind blown. I was yeah. like, okay, I, I'm a bass player, and I'm like, all right, cool. This is. Jesus, yeah. that guy's not human. And mm-hmm. and I've seen Primus live for many years. Yeah. For many years, I'd always look at Chad and because he would be showing off and doing his thing, and I'd be like, "Play Hamburger Train." Shut up, <laughs> shut up, Jim. I still can't play Hamburger Train. Yes, yeah, yeah. Yes. I just, man, You'll get I, there. Another twenty years. Another yeah, twenty yeah, years. Yeah, I'll get it. I'll get it. Just break your fingers and get it all wobbly. Yeah. Yeah, he well the the newer stuff's a little easier to play. He's gotten to where he's just kind of more feeling now. He's not yeah. really trying to show off anymore. So I'm like, you know, I picked up Lee Van Cleef after listening to it one time. I was like, oh come on, Les, come on, give me something. But uh, <laughs> but I got plenty to go back and learn if I need to. Um, and then the other uh, the other top, you know, and you'll you'll dig this. Uh, the Beatles Revolver. Oh yes, yeah. uh, I'm it. a huge Beatles fan as well, and obviously Paul McCartney's yes. a, a big influence on me. Um, thankfully got to see him and start at uh, Bridgestone a few years ago. Yeah. It was awesome. Um, wife got me tickets for my birthday and it was just the best. I mean, even That's during, amazing. even during Blackbird, everybody's sitting down enjoying it. I'm still standing. I'm like, no, <laughs> no, I'm standing for Paul McCartney. It's yeah. her Lord, Paul McCartney. Yeah. It's <laughs> like, you know, so, but, uh, but revolver just, there's something about that album. Mm-hmm. It, it, it had a bite to it. Yeah. You know? It was, it was not their, 
acid trippy, you know, Sergeant Peppers, which I, yeah. I dig all that, but it was more of a rock album. It was I, rock. And, and yeah. with that album, they had like a, you know, uh, you have your first signs of some protest music in there. It wasn't sure. directly, but it, it was kind of like drug infused, uh, you know, protest. They were wording. It was kind of like Bob Dylan. You're like, yeah. what are they yeah. talking about? But yeah. then when you break it down and you look at the words and what they take certain symbols to what's going on in society you get a lot of uh, protest music on revolver and then that started you know a whole line of others that you know stemmed from that so sure. yeah i love yeah. revolver how about you jim so the philosophy i went with were albums that i could just pop in and play the whole album that's what i went with yes yeah, and here. so same i mean here. there's one album on here that is is a huge was a huge influence on my playing as a drummer uh, bet you won't be able to guess which one it was either. <laughs> uh, but my albums were Chuck Berry, The Great 28. Um, wow. I would not have guessed that. A lot of right. people would not have guessed that. But I am a huge, huge Chuck Berry fan. I love Chuck Berry. Um, I, I kind of uh, follow fallout from Dad because Dad had a lot of Chuck Berry albums yeah. uh, in the house growing up. Um, but he was just a well-rounded player yeah. I mean a well-rounded person I mean he was a front man he was a songwriter um, you know creating a new sound um, fantastic guitar player a mm-hmm. um, little raunchy but I mean uh, mm-hmm. but still just a fantastic player so um, the next one I'm gonna have to go with is ACDC back in black mm. yeah um, that was the first album I played to uh, of course, it was ACDC. I could play it all day one, day one. So, um, so pop that in and played it all. And I mean, I've played, I've played along with that record so many times. I can't count. Uh, James Taylor, greatest hits, the white, the other white album. Yeah, the other white album. <laughs> Emotionally known as the other yeah, white album. Yeah. Uh, and then, um, let's see, that was three. So the other one is Stone Tip of Pilots Core. That mm-hmm. was Stone Tip of Pilots. That album was my introduction to uh, basically to rock because prior to that, I mean, I was introduction. I was listening to some old school stuff, but this was my introduction to new rock. Yeah, and uh, I wore that album out. Oh, I, I believe was, me, that was my introduction because when you bought that album and yeah. brought it home, I was because I remember you being like, go away, I'm listening to my album. Well, you know, and I was like, no, man, this rocks. I love it. Um, Kevin Johnson picked me up at work one night when I was working at HG Hills and uh, uh, I got in the car and he was like, dude, I got this new album, man. It's this song on the radio and it's really cool. And I was, I was like, pop it in, let me hear it. And he played Plush and I was like, take me yes. to the record store now. <laughs> and uh, bought it immediately and I played that, I played that whole album uh, so many times. Um but uh, the last one I've got is probably the most influential album on my playing of all time, Rush Test for Echo. Oh, yeah, yeah. man. Oh, I remember that. Yeah, <laughs> you remember those you days. You the DVDs and the, yes, and I the did, instructional man. DVDs. Yes, I did. Yeah. How about you, Brian? All right, so mine go for the same, yeah, the same so, setup. Yeah, I'm, you know, I'm the same. What, the full album, full album. What I can listen to. Yeah. Five albums, three bands. What's a shocker? <laughs> <laughs> can you guess them? Probably. Yeah, probably. Yeah, we probably can. <laughs> you can. <laughs> So album number, and I'm of course not in any order, but we'll go with album number one, Slipknot, All Hope Is Gone. Mm. Um, that, it, I, I tell you, that that 
uh, that album in specific because I tell you, and it was actually something that Jim caught in it, is Mick or, uh, brought in some old 80s grunge and pick sweeps and that really good, so it's good. that guitar sound from the 80s in that album mm-hmm. and just that whole album, Psychosocial, it's, uh, I could play that 4,000 times over. Um, so yeah, that that's one of my all-time favorites. Uh, then we go to volume three of Slipknot. Um, which had snuff on it, which was actually written for their bassist that died. If you mm. if you're out there and you're listening, go look at some of the guitar tab for Slipknot songs, and you will you're you will have a migraine. And, and your head will I was going to say it, you it might want to bring like, some ibuprofen along with you. It looks like someone had an epileptic seizure with a pen. Oh my in hand. <laughs> How is he well, playing that with only two hands? Yeah. Is he an octopus? That, that whole entire <laughs> band, man. Yeah. That whole entire band. Oh, I know they're a insane. Bunch of freaks like mm-hmm. uh, Brian. Uh, Dragged me to a Slipknot show, and I only went. Well, uh, Coheed for Cambria. Yes, that was the only reason he I wanted went to see them. because they. Have you yeah. heard of Coheed mm-hmm. and Cambria? Oh, yeah, they're, yeah. they're the Rush rebirth. Yes, they're, yeah, pretty they much. Are they're good. I like reincarnated. Them. I dig them. I've got a couple of their albums. They're really good. That was the only reason I went. But I, you know, we stayed for the whole show and watched yeah. Slipknot. And he did the drummer did that thing where he straps in, and they're like yeah. spinning him yeah. upside down his, and everything. His uh-huh. Rotational kit. Yes. Um, so yes, yeah, so volume three. That, volume three. that man, that that was a good one. Um, then we move on to Mudvayne, uh, LD fifty, where Dig is one of the main songs I would listen to before football mm. because you listen to Dig and mm. you're going to dig your toes in the dirt. You're yeah. going to put someone on their, you <laughs> yeah. know what? Yes. And but uh, yeah, so that whole album, amazing first uh, first album of theirs, I actually heard of in its entirety and loved all of it. Uh, and then following that uh, would be Mudvayne's Lost and Found, where I like that specifically because I was able to hear all that, but they actually lightened up a bit yeah. because Mudvayne was notorious for being, you know, all cookie all the time. And then he actually kind of pretty much, <laughs> um, but he, he actually like brought it back a little bit and brought his actual voice out to it along yeah. with a little bit of a, like a backwards scream, a little bit. A little bit. Yeah, it's all good. Yeah, a little bit. <laughs> um, but yes. Uh, but yeah. Yet again, a band. I just can't. <laughs> I know. Um, Holding me. <laughs> and then uh, then I'll go all the way back to the Black Album from Metallica. Yeah, man. that was the first Metallica album I there heard in its entirety. Yeah. Yeah. You always remember your first. Absolutely. Yes, you do. <laughs> she was great. <laughs> I put her in slowly. She was nice. (laughs) Which track did you start on? (laughs) (laughs) Never start on. He started at the top of the album. I did. Start at the top of the album. (laughs) And I got all the way down. Okay, let's stop. (laughs) PG-13, people. Keep it (laughs) PG-13. But yeah, that's my five. All right, Ryan. Top five. Of course, it's going to be Thriller, Michael Jackson. Just every track on that album I can listen to. Absolutely. Uh, I'm going to go Marshall Mathers LP, Eminem. Oh. I love that album. Really? I don't know wow. what it All was right. about that stand. Yeah. I mean, just everything about that. And plus... It was during the summer, and like we were all driving around, acting stupid as teenagers do, and that's probably a memory of mine. Yeah, um, I'm gonna go also this Desert Life by Counting Crows. Nice, yeah, that CD nice. is just amazing. I love that. That's some good stuff. Uh, Pinkerton by Weezer. 
Um, love that CD. Butterfly, wow. Good Life, El Scorcho, every every. Wow. I know. I wasn't really impressed with that album. Really? So, yeah, I didn't really. Dig See, it. I. We'll get on that later. Okay. Um, <laughs> and then I've got to go. Of course, I got to give props. Uh, Wildflowers by Tom Petty. Oh yeah, I, that's a great album, dude. Man, that's that, a great that, album. that whole album I can just listen to over and over and over and over. Yeah, yeah. it's just a great. Uh, I'm going to start with uh, Green Day Dookie only because that was probably the first album I listened to and then I did not uh, in its entirety and I didn't listen to anything else for Forever. like like six months I just listened to Dookie I didn't listen to anything else <laughs> Addicted uh, to Dookie <laughs> New band name I call it <laughs> Hashtag trademark Hashtag trademark There we go uh, But second would be uh, Boys to Men but Evolution because uh, I waited in line for three hours for that album <laughs> And then when it finally, when they finally opened the doors, man, you were obsessed. With I man, I'm, I, I remember. Still, I'm still a huge Boys to Men fan, but uh, I got to the second to last album because uh, there was only two left. Josh was in front of me; he got one, I got one. And oh, there was wow. like twelve other people nice. behind us to get and get one. Oh man, uh, Black Hawk, the self-titled album. Oh man, that's amazing. Man, that album has got me through some tough times. Wow. And I can I love the singer and I love yeah. every song on there and I I'm can gonna sing have to with check it. Check that out. Oh man, Black Hawk's amazing. I love Black Hawk. Um, the Frames set list. It's their first live album and it's Glenn Hansard's band. Mm-hmm. Uh, every you know he tells a story before every song about why he wrote the song, and it's a it's a two part CD and. I love, I'm, you know, I'm just a huge Glenn Hansard fan. Anyway, he tells good stories. He's a great singer. And he's got that mix between a singer-songwriter voice and a rock voice. Because you could tell, even though he's just playing the simple acoustic music, he's got that rock raspy voice along with it. Yep. And my last one is Sam Cooke, The Man Who Invented Soul. Because that was probably one of the first albums, you know, besides Ray Charles that I listened to. But I love Sam Cooke's voice. And like Cupid and Twisting the Night Away, and I, I can listen to every song on that album. Nice. So uh, let let's uh, we have top three greatest hits. Let's just name one. Name one. Give me your favorite out of the top three. Give me your favorite greatest hits oh, dude, album. Man. You're putting me on the spot, dude. Holy cow. Yeah, because you know album? we can we can uh, I, I can give Wait, you a whole story. An album. Album. Yeah, whole, just album? top greatest hits. Grit. Hit. Greatest hits. It would. Yeah. It, uh, you know. One song mean. is what one he's talking song. about. One song. One song. Okay. One song. Yeah. One song to do it all. One oh, song. <laughs> one song to Wait, rule them one all. Song. If I've got to do that for one me, song? it's going to have to be Audio Slave. I am the highway. I'm the highway. Nice. Yeah, nice. My favorite rock voice. I'm gonna pull, all, as you all know, my favorite rock voice of all time. Chris, I'm Cornel. gonna pull one out of the left field on you then. All right. Real life, send me an angel. Oh. Oh. Send me an angel. When I was a kid, man. Rad was my thing, man. Oh, the bike. I saw that movie a thousand times. Yeah, yeah, loved it. Loved it. And when they did that dance, man, with the bikes, with the bikes, and the Simeon Angel, I was like, yeah. So anytime I hear that song, man, it's I know it's nostalgia based, but anytime I hear that song, I'm like, oh, yeah, this is so cool. (laughs) I mean, to the point where like I I literally tried to really work that in as a cover with Killing Grace, and we and we talked about it, and we just never got around to doing it. But uh, but yeah, that. I'll put that on right now. It's a, I've got a playlist based on that song mm. on my Apple Music. <laughs> <laughs> About you, Brian. Give me one. Just one. Just one. Mm. Now, the, uh, 
these just greatest hits to me or ones yeah. that have been yeah, greatest hits? Okay. One single song. <laughs> All right. Single I'll go, song. I'm going to go with one. And by Metallica? Nope. Oh. Slip you said probably. one. Rainbow in the Dark by oh. Dio. Oh, yes. Yes. All right. Rainbow in the Dark. <laughs> yeah, there you go. I thought maybe you'd go Dream Warrior, Stalking. Yeah. Dream Sorry. I'm going to have to go Billy Joel. I go to extremes. Nice. Nice. Yeah. yeah. Very good. I very love good. that song. I can put that song on all day and just jam and just act like I'm Billy Joel, but I'm not. Uh, I'm Mine is Billy Joel, too, but it's Lullaby. See? I, oh, that's a good one. Like, man, I because I love the, the there's this group called the King Singers that redid it in uh, four part harmony. Nice. And when I first heard that song and my son was just born, I sang that song to him every mm-hmm. night. I friggin love. I never heard of that song. And he wrote it, uh, and Billy Joel wrote it for his son. Yeah. And uh, I didn't hear it until the King Singers did it. And then I went back and heard Billy Joel's. I'm like, oh, my God, this is one of the greatest songs ever. Uh, so what movie has the best soundtrack, in your opinion? Let's go with you, Jim. Uh, for me, I'm going to say Pulp Fiction. Mm, nice. Um, because it had a very eclectic combination of songs. I yeah. mean... Al Green, Let's Stay Together. Chuck Berry, You Never Can Tell, as y'all have learned, is a favorite of mine. Cool in the Gang, Jungle Boogie. Um, uh, what is it? Bullwinkle, Part 2, The Centurions. Uh, Lonesome Town, Ricky Nelson. Uh, Miseraloo, Dick Dale. Yeah. I mean, dude. I mean, plus two, it was all mixed in with sound bites from the movie, like the favorite sound bites. Yeah. You know, right, Ezekiel right. 3517 and yeah. all that stuff. And then, and, so, and then boom, it goes right into it. So for me, man, I can pop that. That one in and w- listen to it from beginning. What, what's to the end. name of the song? I'm blanking. The hut, hut. That's miserable. Oh, that's miserable. Yeah, okay. That's miserable. <laughs> <laughs> it's miserable. When I think of, when I think of that movie, <laughs> I think of that. Yeah. <laughs> How about that's you, it. Brian? Uh, Guardians of the Galaxy. Oh, nice. The first Which one. Yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah, I was yeah. gonna say mixtape one, mixtape two. First, the first mixtape. Yeah. That's a great mixtape. Amazing. Mix Very good mixtape. A lot of good songs, all just perfectly chosen for that 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 movie too. Well yeah. placed, and and I love how you know they take it back. Yeah. You're talking about people in the future, and yet he still has a a Walkman. <laughs> walk yeah. yeah, and that's great. That's, that's awesome, great. Chad. So I, I got to give a shout out to uh, just squeaking in an honorable mention: The Greatest Showman. If you haven't seen the movie, oh, yeah. that, yes. that soundtrack Dude. from front Golf to back Golf is Golf. just absolutely yes. incredible. We love it. It's, yeah, we we've love all been movie. listening oh, to it lately, my. and it's so fantastic. There is there is absolutely no reason, and and it has gone multi platinum. But that as a soundtrack, it's amazing. It's amazing to yeah, do it that. It's um, amazing. The writing, the performance, the whole nine. I mean, yes. that's actually when I when Lori and I, my wife, uh, we went and saw that movie in the theater when it opened. And uh, I just was like, you know, it looks like a fun movie. Yeah. I, I That's the first time I've actually applauded in a movie in a long time. Oh, I was like, too. this was an amazing yeah, was film. When I, yeah. when I, when they sang This Is Me, oh, yeah. I teared up. Oh, yeah. Like, that was the first time I teared up in a movie in a long yeah. time. Yeah, I mean, there were people, there were people all over the theater just sniffling, but it was crazy. Awesome. But for my all-time favorite, I got to go back to nostalgia on this probably, but the the soundtrack for Transformers the movie from 1986. <laughs> yeah, I'm just gonna. I mean, you know, all that Stan Bush stuff. You know, Dare the Touch, and you got the Weird Al Yankovic. The Dare to Be Stupid was yeah. on there, which oh, yeah. was my jam back then. I mean, because I, I just <laughs> the whole Rhett Gar scene. You know, you know, but we've got a 
we ninny bop you know i mean <laughs> just to me i can hear any of those tunes off that out off that soundtrack and i'm immediately like 10 again it's like, yeah. literally that's awesome so yeah ryan Going back to the 80s, and I'm going with a great movie also, Top Gun. Nice. Yeah, there you go. Top yes. Gun to me is my favorite oh soundtrack. Oh, my gosh. I can listen to that whole soundtrack. When I was in yeah. ROTC, that See? was my jam. Yeah, Top Gun. Danger Zone. Yeah. Danger Zone. Uh, yeah, all the... Uh, they had a... You know, that, that album got me into... Um, like uh, lady singers, yeah, really much because they no, had a I lot of eighties yeah. lady singers. And I wasn't into you know lady singers that much, yeah, yeah. And uh, you know, just some of those songs in there, I it just really got I me hope into that. That the second movie has a good soundtrack. Me also. too. Man. I really do. I hope they lives up. But yeah, Top Gun, just the whole soundtrack. Yeah. Uh, I'm going with uh, the Beatles movie Help. <laughs> oh yeah, I, I mean I love the album. Help, you know? anybody Does help? Any... We wore that movie out when yes. we first watched it. Gee, we were all like, movie. "Oh my god!" We it, mom let us watch it for, for the first time, and we were all like, "Oh my god, let's watch it again." It's uh, it's on YouTube. I don't. Know oh yeah, the whole yeah, movie. yeah, yeah. Uh, so uh, before I answer the uh, next or ask the next question, are we in a safe space? Does everybody feel comfortable? We don't need safe spaces. <laughs> Snowflake. <laughs> All right, Chad. All right, like, he's he's going to hit you bro. with it first. All right. Give me, give me one artist or album that is your guilty pleasure that you don't usually share. Air supply. With Air supply. Oh my! All day. Gosh. Seriously. Air I supply. Just, that, there's some great. I, I there's love, some great tunes, man. I love that some whole tunes. slow jam I stuff. Ambrosia. <laughs> Ambrosia. Air supply. That whole like set of musicians wow and and i dig it but more importantly like there was a greatest hits air supply eight track that i would pop into my dad's stereo when i'd go to visit him to go to bed at night and Uh it was like (laughs) it was the best stuff to go to sleep man it was just you know <laughs> air supply to me is your free sample cd that you got in the mail <laughs> you know like you you know with you samples got, of tide with samples of tide <laughs> and a free aol disc yeah. yes <laughs> four thousand free minutes yeah how about you ryan what's a guilty pleasure all right i'm gonna get laughed at by you especially <laughs> but i don't care the girl can sing I'm gonna go Lady Gaga. Oh, hey, nice! No. I, she is talented. Nice. Yeah, man. Like I love her first. Thing. I'm, not gonna, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna knock you because no, of mine. Dude, man, I, I like, went I like with. Lady Gaga, yeah, I gotta say, yeah. like I. Took, I will tell you right now. I like. I've like. I like her singing. And I like her style. Oh, she's yeah. But I. I tell you right now, I'm digging her more now that she's gotten away from what the record labels were making right. her do, sure. yeah. and becoming her own true artist oh, yeah, self. Yeah, I. Yeah. I have much more respect for her now. Yeah, she. You know, I gotta admit, like. I took, well, I took my niece Quotation marks. to her yeah. concert when she first came. You needed an excuse. Oh, dude, yeah, because I wanted to go. <laughs> yeah. I, I wanted to see what, like, with all the... She puts on an amazing show, and then I'm she sure. did an acoustic set yeah. on the piano, and I was like, this girl's got it. Oh, but yeah, yeah, Lady Gaga, her first CD, man, I jammed to it. Yeah. I, I'm really going to call you out. I thought you were going to pick... Uh, uh, new kids on the block, dude. I don't care what you say either. See, that's <laughs> me. <laughs> man, let me tell you something. Hey, Ryan, oh, Ryan, hey. hang tough. I will. <laughs> you know what? In fact, uh, when, I, uh, oh. when I leave here, I'm gonna be singing. Please don't go, girl. The whole thing. <laughs> How about you, Jim? Pink. Pink. Oh man, I love pink. I like pink. I like pink. I was she is more so stuff, you know, like air talented. over here. She is so talented, man. <laughs> but man, dude, have you ever seen her live performance though? 
I mean, yes. it is insane. Yeah. Dude, when yeah. she did that Grammy, the glitter in the air, yeah, that was amazing. Yes, but yeah, pink for me, man. How about you, Brian? Justin Timberlake. <laughs> okay, but what Justin Timberlake? Because his music has changed. Actually, today's that that's that album where it had um, I can't remember the name, but it's like Bottom of a Bottle, I felt like that, or uh, Drink You Away. You know you're and, jamming Sexy Back. Uh, that too. Yeah, I like Sexy Back. Hey, I try to get it back. That's in my playlist. Because <laughs> I bring Sexy Back, back. man. Yeah, well, you know. I, I tried to bring it back three years ago. It didn't happen. So yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I like some some of the newer stuff yeah. that he's done. That that kind of more acoustic, yeah. like the acoustic folksy type sure, stuff yeah. like that. Yeah. When he, uh, when he, when he sang, sang with Chris Tapleton, Chris Tapleton yeah. when they both yeah. did like their each of their songs, man, amazing. Yeah. Chris Stapleton, dude. Yes. Man. Talent. Yeah, amazing. So good. So good. Well, see, mine's more embarrassing. Okay. Like, I don't even want to say mine now. Say y'all it. pick some good ones. Say it. Me, except for Air Supply. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Go ahead. Tell us it's Toto. <laughs> hey, what's wrong with Toto? I stopped the range down in Africa. Mine is Celine Dion. Like, because I remember, hey, well, you know, I mean, when, uh, I can't remember. Did he just come out of the closet? <laughs> I think he did. I think he just did. <laughs> better hush your mouth, honey. It's all good, bro. Hey, no judgment. No, <laughs> no, judgment. no in all honesty. Your heart yeah. will go on. Yeah. In all honesty, man, she's she's amazing. She is, really. My, you know, my heart will go on. It's like my least favorite song by her. But yeah. everything else yeah. on, on her albums, I, I love. Uh, my friend Stacey Harmon got me into Celine Dion. We were dating at the time, you know, yeah. you know to be honest. So. You know, that was the only reason I gave it a shot. But, you know, I carried it along with me. You know, I I kept it to myself. But, you know. I love watching uh, uh, Ariana Grande do Celine Dion. Oh, that's it's, it's incredibly funny. She's funny. She's, funny. she's yeah. really good at oh, impressions she's, yeah, anyway. Yeah, she's amazing. Yes. yes. Was it Fallon she was doing those yes. ones? Yeah. Yeah, Jimmy Mute, Fallon. The Wheel of Musical yeah. Impressions. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. So I'm, I'm curious about this. What is okay. some music you listen to in the past that you would not be caught dead listening oh, yeah. to today? Oh, God. How about I, you, I'm going to go on and just say the three right here, and I don't... Oh. Limp Biscuit, oh boy, yes. Cr- Creed, Creed, yeah. <laughs> and yeah. Three Doors Down. Her own. Wow. What? Seriously, man. Like, dude, they Creed. they drove Three Doors Down into the ground. They played yeah. it so. I give yeah. I give Three Doors Down credit because every time I went to a Three Doors Down uh, concert, I found a new band I loved. <laughs> well, that's oh, right. They were good about taking bands on the road with them, yes. for sure. Yeah. You know, yeah. bands. Yeah. Okay, because so, that's how I got introduced to Shine Down. Was there I went go. to uh, so uh I went to band. their uh Three Doors Down. They it was one of the last shows at Starwood, yeah. and uh you know the girl I was dating at the time was obsessed with Three Doors Down, so of course we had to go. And uh Shine Down opened, and they wouldn't let Shine Down use the house uh speakers. They had to use their amps at Starwood. Wow. You know they would not. They didn't set up for anything. You saw Shine Down bringing rough. their amps out. Wow. Setting it up, setting it down, doing their tuning. They didn't have any roadies or anything. Wow. And they put on the greatest show at Dude, Starwood. That's like they when, had something to prove, baby. Yes. <laughs> that's like when I got introduced to uh, a friend of mine. Drugged me to a Skid Row concert, and uh, uh, the opening act was Soundgarden. Oh, getting started oh, wow. and they were nobody was paying attention to them so they left the house lights on while Soundgarden played probably still killed and they killed them yeah. and I'm sitting there I'm like everybody's up and gone and the concessions and talking yeah. and smoking pot and doing whatever <laughs> and I'm sitting there going is nobody hearing this yeah. I mean yeah. oh my god so but so what's yeah. the music you would be caught dead listening to today 
do it. <laughs> Here's the eye roll. I think yes. we're gonna get eye roll. A lot of eye rolls Maybe. here. I wore Safe this space, out. Honey. Safe I wore space. this. I wore it out. I have bought. Well, actually, I didn't buy the album. It was gifted to me because I wanted it. But was it that Soul Train disc? <laughs> <laughs> he still listens to that. Chumba yes, Wumba Tum Thump. Oh. oh wow. <laughs> I get knocked, knocked down, down, but Jeez. I get up again. Yeah. You ain't never gonna get me down. I used to love that, but you, you will know. not catch me Talk about a anywhere near that. Nice. Oh, you know. Oh, he takes a whiskey drink. He takes a vodka drink. <laughs> he takes a lager drink. He takes a cider drink. Yes, I listen to it yeah. millions of times. Wow. How about you, Brian? You can do it. You can do it. Just will it up and bleh. well okay well, I should say word vomit this is, <laughs> that'll happen on the second one but I will say um, Stained was one I used to listen to a long time ago all that stuff I I, just I really got tired of that I got so tired of that change. it didn't it, it was everything the same was thing. the same yeah. Now, the word vomit time, and I, when I heard, first heard it, I thought it was the, I was a kid. Yeah. I thought it was the greatest thing ever, but snow in uh, four oh, hey, hey, I still listen to snow. In four months. I still rock snow. I Lady yeah. with the red dress on is Lady one of my favorite songs. Red. That's cool. Skidoom doom. Skidoom doom. Yeah. How about you, Chad? You, I think I think Man, he won. I think he won that round. That's pretty good. I don't know. I, good. I think he won that so, round. So at first I answered this question. I was like, you know, I'm pretty sure I listen to most everything. Because, you know, like I said, I, if I like it, I listen to it. But yeah. I got to say, and Jim's not going to be surprised at this, uh, Nirvana. Yes. Yeah. Smell the Nevermind like album. Yes. I wore the hell out of that album. And I and I dig it. I dug it then. Right. I was like I was like, man, this is cool stuff. And like, you know, it was the thing. And they put out that second album and I went, What the and I went back and listened to the first album again. I was like, oh, it's more of the same stuff. I, I don't like this anymore. I'm done. <laughs> yeah. um, I was talking to Matt before the show on this, and when I was doing my research for the show, I can't believe the amount of credit that the industry gives Nirvana. I mean, every list that I look on for in, influential acts, influential songwriters, influential everything, right. they're at the top of the list. Well, maybe as an influential, like people that well, give I mean, them no, credit. Not but, just, well, not even just influential, but best of oh, and, yeah, and well. other stuff. They're at the top of every list. And well, the industry just gives them so much credit that they, I don't think they deserve. I think it's clear. Uh, history has proven that the most talented person in that band is Dave Grohl. Oh yes, I mean yeah. look yeah. at Foo Fighters, oh, look at Queens down. of Stone Age, look at everything he's done. Everything since. he's done. You want to talk about an influential band? Foo Fighters, oh, yeah. Foo oh, Fighters, yeah, no question. And Dave Grohl himself has pulled oh, he's, local artists out. Mm, of he's the such woodwork a he's such a good guy, lives. man. I mean, yes. I've never met him personally. I, I probably never will, but I can just. Everything about him screams like I'm your buddy, and yeah. I want you to be successful like yeah. me. Absolutely, you know? yeah. I mean, just it's awesome. I, I dig uh, it. Mine. Uh, <laughs> 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 I was obsessed She's with like this song. Woman. I was obsessed. Hey. Me and Micah, me it's and my song. friend Micah, <laughs> we heard this on the radio, and me and him split the money to go buy this album because we were always broke. Was Eiffel 65? Oh, I'm blue. When that song came out, we were obsessed with that song. You know what? I would listen to the entire Nevermind album to not have to hear that song. I think I think Matthew has won. Yes, he trumped snow. He trumped snow. 
Okay, so you all, I know everybody in this room's had their heart broken, mm-hmm. obviously. Oh, yeah. uh, you know, some well, more than once. Uh, yeah. <laughs> not going to say. What is the one album or musician that got you through a breakup? I'm going to start with you, Chad. All right, so album-wise, uh, it was always a go-to anytime I was just feeling like, blah, yeah. and just needed something to, honestly, for me, it was like, I need something to push me over the edge right yeah. now. I need to get it out and mm-hmm. just go through it and deal with it so I can move on. Yeah. And that was always Purple Rain. I'd listen to it front oh, to back, no, or, yes. I, or I would watch the movie more, more than okay. yeah. Um yeah. But if there was one song that's always like caught me off guard, and you know, like like maybe I'm having a weird bad day or something's bothering me and I don't even know it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Be listening to Billy Joel's greatest hits and Captain Jack will come on. Yeah. And I'm like oh, and I'm yeah, like, Captain easy. Jack will get you by tonight. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> Take me to that Spanish Island. It's like it's like yes. Joel, baby, Billy, Billy <laughs> take me there, dude, because I need to get it out, man. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it's Captain Jack, man, every time. I love That's it. That's awesome. How about you, Brian? Uh, see, I, I didn't have anything that per, that I would listen to that would you know be like. So you don't music. remember a specific specific break? I'm gonna guess that Brian went to the anger music I to did. just get out his anger. But see, it was never like you know Lionel Richie, like I'm like you know, no, something. it could be anything. But like, it, you're gonna be shocked at mine. Yeah, like because I remember a specific time from. But me. that's what. It, but Jim basically said it though. It was like if if I got if I was broken up or went through a bad relationship or something like that, I would probably turn on Slipknot and just. Listen to something like spit it out. Well, no, no, okay, too. no. Duality. When you got your heart, duality <laughs> got me through a lot. <laughs> All right, well, there you go. There you go. What I'm asking is, so there was a time when you got your heart broken and you listened to duality. Yes. Okay. Yes. It sounded like you were saying if I was to get my heart broken. No, 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 no. no, 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 no. no. He went no, straight I'm to the saying, anger music. You I'm anger. just saying when I did, it was it wasn't like you know. Uh, well, he didn't specifically. Brian didn't have to get out. Things. Brian didn't have to get out the tears. He had to get out the, the anger, frustration. The frustration. Yeah. Yes. So, how about you, Jim? Brian Adams, reckless. Nice. I'm going to run to you. Heaven, somebody. It's only love. Long mm. gone. Ain't going to cry. One light love affair in summer of '69. There you go. I would listen to that album and cry for an hour. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 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 Brian, he's got that. He's got that butter voice. Yeah. That could just get you. You know, hit you in the feels. Hit you in the feels. Yeah. Yeah. How about you, Ryan? So, when I went through the bad breakup, you know, with who? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Who sh- she shall not she be named. She shall not be named. Yeah. <laughs> and then, um, she missing a nose. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I started listening to Gary Allen, and I listened to Tough All oh, Over. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And uh, yeah. you have a tattoo. I sure of do. Something of yeah. Gary on my Allen's. arm, right there. Yeah. That's what inspired it. He's showing oh, it nice. to us right yeah, now. Yeah. By the way, yeah. <laughs> when my dad passed, that CD got me through heartbreak. So I mean, no, that that oh, whole wow. CD. That CD came from whenever his wife committed suicide, mm, and he. I didn't know. I didn't know that. Yeah, like he was downstairs and she shot herself upstairs. Oh, wow! And he just to escape, he created that whole CD, and it's so dark. It's just depressing. Yeah. I mean, you know, of course it's gonna be sure. Yeah. So that CD man just got me through so many hard times. So yeah, that, yeah. that if you haven't yeah. heard that CD, that's just a great CD. It is a great. CD. I would advise yeah. not go back and listen to that, to that yeah. again, and and with a new new eyes. Oh yeah, you know? like, I mean, wow. it's just it's amazing. Well, Gary Allen was one of the last true country singers, yeah. if you ask me, that is missing today. He's great. In country music. 
Uh, I remember a specific time uh, uh, when I had my heart broken. It was right around bright middle school uh, uh, days. Uh, I had my uh, anti-skip CD player at the time, and I the Black Album by Metallica was my breakup. And, you know, I, I walked all around Wright Middle School where it happened. I, like, all night. I was like a weird stalker, but I never went to her house. I went to where the, where it happened. Well, yeah. Where it happened, and I was... Back to the scene you know, the and I was like, you know, yeah, going back to the scene, scene of the, the crime, crime, listening to Metallica and Enter the Sandman and all this angry music. And, uh, man, yeah, that, that album got me through some... Uh, Got me through that tough time. Um, so what do y'all think of today's music? Horrible. Like, uh, well, here's the thing. I'd like somebody to explain some of it to me because yeah. I don't get the fascination and, and popularity. There's some out there. Like, you know, you can look at obvious talent. Taylor Swift, Ed Sheeran, Imagine Dragons, mm-hmm. Zach Brown Band, great band, Chris yeah. Stapleton coming along of recent years. But somebody please explain these to me. Arcade Fire. Yeah, I don't get it. I don't get it. I don't get it. Um, Arcade Fire. Are they the ones that sing? Your, no, no. What do they sing? Do you have a specific? Song? I know that band name, but I, I can't. Think I of can't a tell you because I don't follow these bands. I've just seen. I've heard their music and I've seen their performance, yeah. and I don't get it at yeah. all. Um, uh, Florence and the Machine. Yeah. I, I don't understand okay, that. Okay, Florence and the Machine. I'm not really into the music. But I think the the singer uh, Florence and the Machine is really cool. good. I think is if you go to YouTube, the she music does a is lot just of, weird though, man. Well, yeah, I'm not. Well, you know, uh, acquired taste. And they, see, this is that. what I'm going with. I mean, she may be a talented. They're all maybe talented musicians, but they've all come together to form this sound, and it's the sound yeah. that's become popular. And I don't understand mm. why. Yeah. And here's one more that I would just love if somebody could just explain to me. Yeah. Alabama Shakes. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, I don't get it. I've they seen them. Look s- cool though. They are the most uh, diverse. Very eclectic. It's a very eclectic, band. very diverse. But the sound, I just don't get why that's popular. I don't get. I listen to it. And I'm like, Tragedy Kings couldn't make it. I'm, what? <laughs> yeah. What? I mean, it's like, that. It's that. I, God, that meant today. In today, it's just that weird, that weirdness, that sound. To me. A lot when if I were to turn on the river today, everything on there is that effortless, uh, yeah. that that dooch, dooch, that you know yeah. that that little what, what's that brick called that has like ten squares on there <laughs> and it's got all your music on there pretty much already. That's what it sounds like the today. TR eight oh eight. I guess oh, that drum machine talent to program. Yeah, oh, yeah. <laughs> you know, like you could program all your stuff into this board and that's just, yeah. that's your band. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, to yeah. me, that that's what I get, and then you get repeated. Uh, phrases like they take one phrase and one beat and repeat it over and over again that is that is a pet peeve of mine music if you repeat the same phrase more than three times in one song I want to throw the album I get knocked down (laughs) (laughs) exactly hit single right there except for blue put it on blue was my only exception until I got over it when I'm hearing that that, I hear that Chumbawamba song I think I get knocked down he sings the whole thing he goes copy paste copy paste (laughs) (laughs) yep done <laughs> so what what do y'all think of today's music? What do you think, Chad? Uh, you know, I'm of that same mindset. I, I think there's a lot of stuff out there that's uh, that's being pushed commercially that is 
that's literally why it's being pushed is to make money. Yeah. yeah. Um, yes. And yeah. you know, there, there's a big, you know, there's articles I've seen pop up recently that are, that are talking about that very thing that, it, you know, most of the artists that are popular or making it now are fabricated and, and are up there solely to make money. They, yeah. they may actually be talented people. I'm not mm-hmm. taking away from what they're doing, but yeah. they're literally in it as a commercial option. Mm-hmm. And, Therefore, the the love of the craft, the love of the music, the love of everything, yeah. is is down to you know. Okay, well, yeah, we would love to do that, and I think that'd be a great song. But is it going to sell? And yeah. that, that's all. That, that's always been an issue. I mean, even you know, back to Billy Joel, the entertainer. You know, mm-hmm. I, I wrote this song. They cut it down to three oh five. I mean. It's not going to play on the radio if it's more yeah. than three minutes. Yeah. Well, it's a lot of the same One things One of my favorite Billy Joe songs, Scenes from Italian Restaurant. Right. Long song, sure. many changes. Yeah. But I love it. It's but, uh, you know, I, I go back in this particular question, though, to, yes, commercial music and, the, and music nowadays. If you flip the radio on, it's garbage, most yeah. of it. Yes. I'm, I'm probably saying 90% well, of it's yeah. garbage. Yes. It's just the same rehashed crap. Again, though go to YouTube, go to Reverb Nation, check your, you know, your Facebook pages in your local areas and, you know, support the local music scene. There's a Facebook page in your area that has bands on there just dying for you to come. Just check them out. And they're great. You know, I mean, I can't tell people enough that, you know, when I was, had the opportunity to go on the road a little bit with, with the band, the bands we would play with in all these towns, you know, they're local bands to their areas. And some of the bands we come across now, don't get me wrong. There were some that we were like, eh, yeah. but mm-hmm. there were bands across the, across the entire Southeast that we've traveled or that I got to travel anyway, that I played alongside. And I was like, wow, why aren't these guys doing more? Why yeah. aren't they out mm-hmm. there yet? What, yep. you know, who, when are they going to blow up? Yeah. You know, cause, uh, case in point, there's one, uh, we played in Jacksonville, Florida. Um, this has been about two years ago. And this band just got kind of kind of placed on the bill with us because yeah. one of the it was two other bands one of one of them got canceled and so this band got placed on the bill with us they were from Jacksonville we were like sure why not have let's, let's have fun mm-hmm. it's a uh, band called Gold Frankincense and Myrrh they go by GFM band three three sisters and they are I mean at the time they were thirteen fifteen and sixteen years old wow, oh, wow. and got wow. up there and blew our minds yeah. wow. and they they've actually they've they've played overseas now. I mean, they are touring and doing it, and it was just. But but we came across stuff like that all the time, and I was just like, "Why? Why are these people not available to the masses?" Yeah, and, and they why are. Why is this not getting the push? <laughs> exactly, and that is. Yeah, why yeah. is the garbage and everything getting yeah. out there? And this this stuff, like you said, that takes it's effortless. They just yeah. hit a couple of beats, and okay, yeah, that sounds good. Let's throw a bass line on it real quick, and. Oh yeah, puts you know. Let's throw some little diddly on it. Yeah, and then uh, oh, we got a cool catchphrase that some ad agency came up with. Let's repeat it five times. Yeah, yep. awesome. Let's rock it, and that ends up going all over the place, and the kids eat it up for yeah. some reason. Yeah, but you get a whole album's worth of song after song after song of of hours of meticulous. No, no, that part doesn't work there. This part and bands that are all and musicians that are all over the United States and the world. Mm-hmm doing that yeah. and putting it out there themselves and never getting hurt. Yeah. So I would say the music scene, the commercial music scene blows yes. uh, on, on a grand scale. Yeah. But, you know, there are still shining spots for sure. I mean, there's still great musicians out there that are in the commercial space and, and but successful. But there's so few. But there's so between. few compared to the, the, the landscape. If I go to iTunes right now and look at the, the chart, yeah. 
I might like one song yeah. out of yeah. the top 50, yeah. you know, and it's, and I'm not the be all end all by any means, but I'm just as a musician, especially when I listen through it, I'm like, how are they cool with even putting this out? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And it's, and the answer is money, money, money. And you know, that's it's like that wrestling do it for today. Me. It's, you got the prettiest, whoever, who, like, it's like the prettiest people who can, they could put in front sure. of, you know, in TV and it doesn't matter if they have talent at all, yeah. you know, as long as they look pretty and can put on a little show. Well, and that's, that's what we're going to push. That's the music today. industry too, and the whole you know video killed the radio star. It did, mm-hmm. yeah. Because I mean, if you think about it, let's you know, not trying to be crass here, but some of the popular music from the '50s and '60s, if there were more pictures or videos of some of those artists, they wouldn't have made it. Yeah. yeah. Or you know, not in this industry, not yeah. not the not way today. it is now, because because the industry puts so much on the the look yeah. of the artist rather yeah. than the talent of the artist. Yeah. Yep. You know, what do you think about that, Ryan? Yeah, he's good. <laughs> <laughs> um, he I mean, did it all. Did it yeah, all. I, I mean, want to go after Chad. What he said. <laughs> don't don't I mean, call me after Chad anymore. Yeah, please. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. I'm a little passionate. No, about you're it. good. No, that's awesome. Because I mean, like, I can't remember the last time I really turned on the radio and listened to today's music because last yeah. time I turned it on, I was just like, this yeah. is garbage. This is horrible. This is why I make my own playlist. Like, and that's yeah. what's sure. playing in my car. It's almost sure. one of those things to where, remember how whenever your parents would say, back in my day, the music meant something. Yeah. Well, now yeah. I know what my dad was talking about. Sure. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I'm just not a big, like I said, I, I love country music. I'm passionate about country music, but today's country is not. I'm sorry. No, I mean, it's not country music. Right. It's not the... I'm not even going to call no names because we all know who we're all talking about in today's country world. But I think it's just sad that people like the Willie Nelsons and uh, like Vince Gill is opening up for people like Rascal Flatts. Yeah. I mean, that's that's sad. That's really showing what the music today is. Yep. Mm, It's crazy. Yeah. Going going back on that, like when you said Vince Gill opened up for Rascal Flatts, I I tell you when the the pinnacle of, 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 today's generation uh, i mean just the music being garbage just in general and and the followers when i literally read the sentence that someone posted saying that kanye west put paul mccartney on the map oh yeah oh, oh right. god yeah. literally <laughs> word so for word stupid. said that that was because so they did stupid. something together. Yeah. He used a, a soundbite yeah. or something. That Paul McCartney guy's going to blow up yeah. now. Yeah. And literally said, yeah. that, that Paul McCartney guy's going to blow up now. Yeah. I'm like, are you yeah. kidding yeah. me? Yeah, they, exactly. were, they were like, such a, Kanye's such a yeah. great man for, help, for Help, helping sure. this artist helping out. Helping starting yeah. artists. Yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah. Great. Good luck with that. Yeah. All right, so. Uh, He's not Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> Let's go on to the uh, devices and events. Uh what is your most memorable music device from growing up? Jim. I remember the day I bought it from Kmart. My first boom box. Mm, yeah, <laughs> man. Double cassette, removable speakers. Uh, with, with the, she was pretty. High speed she dubbing. She was pretty. High speed dubbing. Oh, yeah. High speed dubbing. High speed dubbing. Give me that tape. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, it had the uh, it, it was also classic eighties decked out with LED like lights all yeah. over it, the red yeah. red yellow green lights yeah. all over it yeah. that would bump to the music yeah oh, that was my baby oh Sweet. and I oh my god and I would I would sit around and record music off the radio for hours that's, that's awesome hours mine uh, I, you probably remember you were around was when mom for my birthday bought me that Sony tape player. 
But then she bought me Achy Breaky Heart because she thought oh, I loved Billy Ray yes. Cyrus. Yes, I remember and that. That was my only tape that I owned. <laughs> at yes, the time. I remember that. And I, when and when we did those uh, Wednesday night or no uh, Thursday night walks around the Glencliff track, yeah. Yeah. I only had I listened to Achy Breaky Heart because that was the only thing <laughs> I had. See, and see? the tape player oh, I had didn't have gosh. a radio. It was just the tape player. Did it have a record function? No, no oh, record function. Okay, I was going to say you could have put tape thing. over the holes, man, and recorded yeah. your own yeah. stuff. <laughs> <laughs> I went to how many times I did that. Yeah. No, oh, yeah. Reuse I couldn't that do tape, that. Man. How about you, Brian? Oh, uh, I got to say the most interesting thing. You would think tape player. You would think probably boombox. But th- this this piece of equipment goes goes has actually went on pretty a long time in, in my life. This was actually pretty funny. This was when Jim finally moved out. He left me this old wood grain alarm clock cassette player oh I remember that the one that would give you a heart attack when it wakes oh, up yeah. I remember that thing I remember that well thing, it yeah. had a really good radio connection and it had this cassette player where you push play and record at the same yeah. time and you could record stuff right. yeah yep uh, me and one of my uh, me and one of the first bands I was ever in we actually recorded a song <laughs> on that thing <laughs> oh my god actually recorded one of our first songs we sat it we were in an attic and you know I'm on the drums and I got a, a bass player and a guitarist <laughs> and I literally just sat it in the center of That's the room awesome. wow and recorded one of our it's like that meme songs. guys be like I'm in the studio yeah. <laughs> <laughs> when, the, when they say my album's about to drop and it's just CDs and a, and a magic marker <laughs> it's fire yes. how about you Chad man uh, so obviously Jim and I are from the same era, so you know my my boombox and my uh, my home stereo, you know, as crappy as it was at the time, I didn't I didn't know it, but I yeah. thought it was great. But beyond those things, the Walkman, man, of course, yeah. the Walkman's quintessential and timeless anyway. I mean, it, it gave you the first opportunity to yes. take your music portable you music, know, man. Really, yeah. But man, I had an Emerson Walkman. Wasn't even a Sony because. Uh, you know whatevs. And, uh, so, so spend that extra I, money. I, you know, I, I grew up. I grew up hard. You know, dude. <laughs> dude we recognize. Yeah. We recognize. So, so I had Emerson. We, we had TX. Yeah. Oh, there you go. There you we go. had TX. The TX good quality stuff in the studio though. Yeah. Not well, not yeah. for Walkmans though. Well, yeah. But we had it. So I had an Emerson. It, it you know flipped open with the tape in there. But yeah. what was cool about it? It had three three band graphic EQ on it though. There you go. Yeah. Okay, so I had a major problem. With when I got my first Walkman, do y'all remember my suitcase full of cassettes yes. that I had? Yeah. I had yes. I had Keep hundreds and hundreds of cassettes. <laughs> so music was a problem. It couldn't be portable because yeah. I had a I had to put my cassettes in a suitcase oh, yeah. to carry them around. I had so many of them. Yeah. And later you? on, you got your car visors lined with CDs. Yes. Yep. Yeah. The, How about you, Ryan? Sony Walkman. Sony yeah. Walkman. I had a yeah. Walkman. Walk up did and you down. listen to radio though? Mine didn't. No, mine didn't. No, no it was only tapes thing. only. Like I only had like three or four tapes to man, listen I, to. I thought I grew up hard, man. <laughs> <laughs> like walking up and down Floral Drive or across Wheeler, whatever. But yeah, yeah like yeah, yeah, yeah. I love that walk. I gotta get okay. I know we don't do this a lot, and I don't even like doing it myself. But I gotta give honorable mention back to when I was like four or five years old. Jim gave me. A cassette tape of Metallica, and I played it in my Teddy Ruxpin. Teddy Ruxpin. Yeah. Teddy Ruxpin. Yeah. 
I, I, I was the one that showed you that, how to do that. that. We, <laughs> we did similar things to my, my sister had a cricket doll. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you haven't lived till you see cricket singing Sing. Holy Diver. Yeah, right. <laughs> Teddy Ruck's been singing, you know, Enter Rock, Sandman. Yeah. Sandman. Yeah. yeah. All right. So let's go, let's go back to uh, music videos. Uh, you know, back when they used to play music yeah. videos. Give me, give me your top three music videos uh, of all in, all time and uh, like a short memory around them. Okay. Uh, who wants to go first? Chad, let's go with you, man. Sure. Um, so, I mean, obviously I sound like a broken record on some of these things. A record <laughs> is a vinyl piece that you used to play on. Spin around. Yeah, it's fun. Oh, that's right. The, no, that made a comeback. They're cool. No, yeah. Um, yeah. So, <laughs> at any rate... Uh, uh, Obviously, one of my favorite videos, because of its influence and and how it hooked me in, was Epic, the Faith No More video. I mean, when I saw that video air, I was like, mm. I mean, I literally called my buddy Seth. I was like, D dude, flip on MTV right now, because yeah. this is this is going to be huge. And he was like, whatever, dude, this looks crazy. I was like, yeah. Uh, the other was uh, again, Jerry was a race car driver. I saw that as a bass, a, a yeah. burgeoning bass player. I mean, I've been playing for all of a year at the time. And I, I was like, that's what I'm going to do next. And uh, still haven't done it. So, you know, um, but uh, later on, uh, also in the Headbangers Ball, uh, the videos all came from that just because yeah. that was my jam. But uh, the vi when I first saw the video for uh, Slayer Seasons in the Abyss, mm -hmm. I was like, it starts off all like slow and just it's there off in the desert and standing there. I was like. Oh, these guys are so cool! <laughs> and then they kicked in, you know, the, the heavy part of the song, and I was like, "Okay, I don't, I don't need anything else now." Slayer, yeah, Slayer. <laughs> I, I need metal is all I need. So you know, I went back into my room and I put my Easy E albums up, and I yeah. just, I got rid of, you know, stop singing colors. I just, you know, <laughs> it was metal. It was metal. You know. Awesome. Nice. How about you, Brian? Well, for me, it'll have to be Metallica's one. That video was pretty. That was pretty cool. First one I actually ever saw. Mm -hmm. um, and then it would have to be uh, Iron Maiden. Can I play with Madness? Yeah, because that was a very eclectic <laughs> video as yeah. well. And uh, yes, very good. And then uh, Twisted Sister. We're not gonna take it. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Talk we, about a we're not gonna take yeah. it. We just walk through the store. Yeah, and keep like, walking down the street. Yeah. <laughs> <That's awesome>. yeah. <laughs> He's just on a car or something, yeah. and you see a I mean, bunch of people. Uh, speak no. Evil. Was that was that three? Did you say yeah, three? It was three. Uh, I would say mine. Uh, I would start with uh, Green Day. Um, basket case because nice. I remember coming home and this was I didn't know who Green Day was when basket case came out uh, and I turned on MTV and you know these three guys walking out in their you know crazy outfits and then the one guy you know one guy picks up the bass one guy picks up the guitar and the other one sits at a drum set and then you have you have not started that do you have the time yeah. and I was like Yes, I have the time. Right. <laughs> and then, and then, the, what got me? What got me was the drummer. Yeah, like you know how yeah. he, it, you know, yeah, came Trey. in yeah. to the song. I and you know they had a lot of pan in on hit on on how he played the drums, and it, that won me for Dookie. And then yeah. I, I bought the album, and then I didn't listen to anything for six a, months. That's such a weird thing to say. <laughs> that won me. I listen to Dookie, Dookie all the time. Dookie is great. Well, <laughs> 
I was cuckoo for Dookie. <laughs> uh, uh, the, another one uh, is uh, Silver Chair tomorrow. Yeah. You, you punk. <laughs> you ruined it for me. <laughs> Moment's gone. Because that was the, like the most ridiculous mu- music video I've it ever was. seen, but I love the song, so I enjoyed the video <laughs> anyway. Because you would see random things. You would see this guy with like a pig mask yes. walking around. And then you'd hear him say, you know, you fat boy. Yeah, no. Fat boy, wait for tomorrow. There's no bathroom and there is no sink. No, no sink. (laughs) Uh, The third one is TLC Red Light Special. And I'm going to leave it there because it's the most sexy. It's the sexiest video (laughs) I have ever seen in in my life. And I'm not going to share any more about that video. Okay. Please don't. I'm going to leave it there. I pray you don't. don't. All right. How about you, Jim? First, I'd like to say how fitting was it that the very first video aired on MTV was Video Killed the Red oh, yeah, Star. Yeah. I mean, how fitting was that? Because it literally did. And I was like, wow. <laughs> they, I think they were making a statement. They, they pretty yeah, much were. I was, I was, <laughs> <laughs> I was yeah. there when it when MTV came on oh, the yeah. air, man. Same. I was sitting there watching it the day it aired. Blown through space with yeah. his car. But, uh, okay, so all of the videos that I picked have memories around them. And the first one I picked was uh, Robert Palmer, Addicted to Love, because the uh, the chicks in the background, sure. uh, I, it was, you know, I was coming of age, in shall the, we say, around this time. <laughs> right. And uh, I was very interested in these chicks. So the first <laughs> time I uh, saw that video, I was like, I want to see it again. And at this particular time, the VJs were taking requests. So I was calling and I got in trouble with mom because it was like a 900 number. It was a 900 number yeah. and it was costing like a dollar something every time I called. Uh. And I ran up like, I ran up like 30, $40 in calls. Oh no. <laughs> we learned from the best, man. I, the best. Hey, man. I, I, I have to say this since you were, you're talking about a video with yeah. chicks and getting, I just, I had to mention this when I first ran into a, my, my best friend, Terry. Yeah. And uh, he, he had showed me, so I'm going, into his room and he's like showing me all the stuff and he points to a poster yeah and i'll tell you you just yeah he points to a poster he says man have you ever heard this band and i was like no i haven't at the time i didn't i was have you ever heard this band i mean some of the like really uh the best and the hottest chicks around have you have you seen them poison Yes. <laughs> it was a poison oh, poster. He's was on a, the same level. It was a wow. poison poster. He's like, God, they're hot. I was like, those are dudes. <laughs> All right. Uh, yeah. Wow. Uh, All right. Yeah. Bless your heart. Know, so right? moving on. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, my next one was Michael Jackson's Thriller. Because, oh, yeah. because the day it aired, when the day it previewed, it previewed late at night, and mm-hmm. I made a big deal out of it, and I demanded mom let me stay up late yeah. and watch it, and so she did. She, I had to do a ton of chores around yeah. the house, but uh, yeah, I stayed up late, and then two years later, me and my best friend Ian Plummer, yeah, uh, lip synced 
thriller in a school talent show. Nice. <laughs> nice. Because we were infatuated with that music video. Well, I loved I loved watching. Do you remember it, me and you watched it was when the, they released The Making? Yeah. Yes. Making thriller. The Making of Thriller. It was, it was a great. lot of fun to watch it was that so and fun how to much watch. went into that one music one video. One music video. Like well, it, and that one video like really changed mm-hmm. the whole video yes. scene. Yes. I mean, they put a lot of money into yeah. that one. It was like creating a movie yeah. like they had movie sets for this one music video yeah. so my last one was the only instance of a music video introducing me to a band that i became to love later on and it was iron maiden iron maiden nice. uh, and <laughs> i love i fell in love with that band yeah. and i to this day man power slave <gasps> such a great album man. awesome about you, Ryan? Yeah, my number one was Thriller. I mean, everything you said about it right there. Just uh, the epic. I mean, it was just total epic. Yeah. Uh, we Didn't Start the Fire by Billy Joel. Oh, yeah. yeah. Just because of just all the different decades. We don't play 80s Joel. <laughs> Man. We strictly do 80s Joel. <laughs> love, love that video. <laughs> And the last video I got to say is Take Me Home by Phil Collins. Oh, oh nice. Gosh. And you know nice. what really Great got song, me dude. loving that song is that that was the in credits to Saturday night's main event. Yeah. And that's where I picked up on Phil Collins. Really? Yeah. Sure was. I did yeah. not know that. And then yeah. right from what there. What an odd song to have. Yeah. On, yeah. I had to find out who that was and that's what turned like yeah. turned me on to Phil Collins. Yeah. Nice. Are you saying you get turned on by Phil Collins? Hey, I get turned on by Phil Collins. That's okay. another I'm podcast just... episode. <laughs> Is it in the air tonight? <laughs> <laughs> you moving can feel on, it. moving on. You can feel it. <laughs> Can so, you feel uh, it? Who invited this guy? <laughs> <laughs> we, we, we made brothers here tonight. We made brothers here. <laughs> All right, so uh, top three concerts. And yes. I know this was hard. This was hard for me. Yeah, was. This was We've been to a lot of concerts. Yeah, insanely hard. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm going to start this one because the... T- the first two are Three Doors Down concerts, but it wasn't because of Three Doors Down. I could have cared less <laughs> about Three Doors Down. It was who you found. It was who I found. And the first one was a band named Tantric yes. opened up. And their acoustic guitar player was like rubber band fingers. When I can't remember the name of the song now. It's been a while since I've heard that album. But when I first heard them, I immediately, when I went home, and uh, had to go find their album, and it wasn't for sale in my area. But I, I called. That was the first band I like called around to stores, and I had to drive an hour and a half out of my way to oh buy a Tantric album. Wow! And I did it, and I bought two just in case, <laughs> you know, because if I got home, one didn't work. I had the other one, and then when one worked, I shared the other one. Sure. I gave it to somebody. <laughs> uh, the second one was the one I mentioned earlier. Was uh, when Shine Down opened. Yeah, and that night four bands played, and I thought it was ridiculous because I was like, "Oh my god, I have to get through three bands just to get to stupid Three Doors Down. I'm going to be miserable all night." <laughs> and then Shine Down comes out, and then they just made. I, I when I finished when they finished their set, I yeah. didn't even listen to the rest of the. I was like just thinking like, "Oh my god, I can't wait to buy Shine Down's album. I can't wait." Yeah. Uh, the last one was the Stone Temple Pilots concert. Me and you went to mm-hmm. that. Brian couldn't go to. So sorry, sorry, pal. Sorry, bro. Man, sorry, that was bro. one of the greatest concerts because uh, Core had been around for a while. Yeah. Uh, when we went to that concert, and yeah. it, it when I they pretty much played that entire album. Uh, you know, that along the, with others, that was the cheap trick. 
opened yes, up for him. Yes, Cheap Trick. Uh, that's that's on my that, that, that concert's on my list. Oh my gosh, you don't have that to feel too sorry for me. Jim always bought a toy and set it down on my desk. <laughs> I, oh, did. Brian, I did. I did. Pretty we'll Stone see you Temple. Later. See you later, man. We're going to a Stone concert. Temple Pil- <laughs> Stone Temple Pilots got me a Star Wars Tie Fighter. So how about you, Jim? Tough All right, so I'm going to go ahead and give an. I have to give an honorable mention to uh, October the Buzzfest 2004. Um, I drug. Uh, I was already into the band, but I drug Markham because Markham was he didn't know anything about him, and Seven Dust was the main act that year. Yes. And uh, they've they've been one of my favorite bands through life. They're still one of my favorite. Uh, bands. I mean, right now to this day, man. I mean, the last. Uh, Cold Day of Memory, man. That last album was just so good. Man, that newest uh, single they have out yeah. is freaking amazing. It's phenomenal. Um, so that was my honorable mention. But so number three was May 11th, 1997, Cheap Trick opening up for Stone mm. Temple Pilots. Yeah, man. Uh, number two, May 26th, 2004, the Rush R30 tour. I think you may have been there. Oh, I was. Yeah, yeah you were there. I was. Yeah, I actually ended up doing some computer work for the road manager, and he got me tickets up front. Yeah, yeah. We were fr- we were front row, baby. Yeah, we were front row. So, do you play the bass up here? <laughs> yeah. Um, my, yes. My, Slipping the bass. My number one was my first concert of all time. This was my introduction to live concerts, and again, I want to mention that all of these took place at Starwood. The All wiggles. of them. Awesome. All of them. Man, how'd you guess? No, I'm kidding. <laughs> yeah. October, August 17th, 1991, I was 15. Allison Chains opened up for Van Halen. Oh, nice. Oh, wow. Blip. God, that just sounds amazing. Yeah. <laughs> that would have <laughs> Allison killed Chains, me. Van Halen. Van Halen. <laughs> Van Halen or Van Hagar? It was Van Hagar at the time. Okay. It was Van Hagar. And that was my favorite. The better of the two. The better, the better of, of the two. two. I'm just saying. Totally uh, I'm a Van Hagar yep. fan. I'm a Van Hagar too. all I'm the way. Fan. Van Hagar. I don't hate. Yeah, I can listen to other. Van Halen. I just, because I mean, it, is without the other. It's my other, preference. Yeah, it's and just, I'm allowed to have my preference. I love Sam Hagar, I love man. his voice, man. And his tequila is awesome. Yes, it is. It's <laughs> good stuff. Just saying, Cabo's good. Cabo How about you, Brian? Uh, my three would be the uh, OzFest when I first got to see uh, Slipknot main stage, first time ever. Um, my second one would probably be the BuzzFest when I got to see Mudvayne for the first time in front front stage. Now, the my now number one goes because I feel like it gets it's funny because not that real famous of a band, but everyone pretty much yeah. knows. Um, but it was the fact that it was a band that was local at the time trying to make it and to become somebody, and it was at a free concert uh, venue. There was. Um, Thursday nights down on Riverfront, yeah. there was that um, Dancing in the District. Yep. Yeah. And I went down. It was a free venue. I sat down, and I'm, and I'm seeing some bands. Some of that stuff was really good. Really good. Oh, yeah. yeah. But uh, then the headliners of that night, but they were just coming up, was Bare Naked Ladies. Yeah, Bare Naked Ladies. <laughs> oh, yeah. So I saw. I was the like, hey, uh, writers of the Big Bang Theory Exactly. Show. You're famous. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, I just thought well, that's pretty cool. It was like, you know, they did they weren't big at the yeah. time. It was a free show. And I just happened to see them, and it was pretty that's cool. That's awesome. That's good. How about you, Chad? So, I, I, as you ever, it's everybody hard. else this was said, hard. yeah, this is a hard question. Yeah, it's Especially, hard. you know, not only have I you know been lucky enough to go to a lot of concerts but i i worked stage crew at starwood for three years so i saw a lot of concerts that i probably wouldn't have seen otherwise and and there are just tons of honorable mentions that i saw that 
wasn't even a fan of the band, but I was like, God, what a great show. Mm -hmm. Um, and of all things, uh, uh, Yanni was actually one of them. Oh, know? wow. It just the, just the musicianship alone was, yeah. was worth being there. And yeah. I, I happened to be working, you know, sound that night, or not sound, but a stage crew that night, but I wasn't working during the show. So I got to mm -hmm. sit out in the grass and just kind of enjoy it. But, uh, but as far as, you know, my, my all time tops, I had to kind of go with the ones that either meant the most to me or just, or just like open my eyes, you know? Yeah. Um, one again, Paul McCartney. You know, finally okay. getting to see him live was just, and this this has only been a few years ago, and mm -hmm. but the the show was amazing. He is still every bit the performer he's ever been. He yeah. puts he puts on a, an amazing show. Um, of course, you know me being a huge Beatles fan and a bass yes. player, Paul's Paul's my guy. You know, I, I mean, I'm, just, I'm a huge Beatles fan, and, and I'm more of a fan of, when, as far as the Beatles go, I'm definitely more of a fan of Paul's writing than John's. I mean, oh yeah. Uh, I'm, I'm just, you know, not that I don't like John, you know, clearly yeah. I like all that stuff, but, but I, I got what Paul. Paul was writing about John. I had to listen to too. If sure. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Uh, another one was first time I saw Iron Maiden. Uh, first time I saw Iron Maiden, just again, as a That's bass player, such a great show, Steve man. Harris, man, just, great show. he showed me like, seeing steve harris on stage was like okay that that's as me being a bass player playing hard rock and heavy metal music that's my job i need to do what he's doing right there i need to be running back and forth all over the stage i need mm -hmm. to be yelling at the crowd pointing my bass at people i need to be putting my foot up on the monitor i need i'm i was like i was no longer there to enjoy iron maiden i was there for a for a uh you know a class yeah i was like okay steve show me what to do and, uh, you know but still enjoyed the hell out of the concert um and then the other one Step one, yeah. two yeah. minutes yeah. to midnight. Yeah. So you know, triple it, triple it, triple it, triple it, triple it, triple it. Whoa, dude. But uh, point, point, point. Okay. But and then the other one was, um, you know, in '96, um, I was with the Brown Twenty Five at the time. Never seen them live. Wasn't even a huge fan, right, of Kiss. Okay. And Rod and Doyle, they were like, "You're going to see Kiss live. Mm -hmm. They're putting the they're putting the makeup back on. They're doing the old '70s show, the mm -hmm. full f you know pyro, the whole nine. And I was like, "Fine, I'll go. Yeah, hell yeah, that's yeah. All, that's awesome. It's yeah. Kiss. <clears throat> I mean, of course I'll go. Oh my god, like I became a fan that night. Yeah, I, I dug some of their music, and but as a musician's musician, I was yeah. like, they're, eh, yeah. they're not the greatest ever. But, they're not. Oh yes, they are." <laughs> not because of their songwriting ability, but I left that show going, it's the, oh my God, that you, is what a rock show is supposed to be. Yeah, they're yeah. not. you can't give them props for their musicianship. Sure. They're pretty basic musicians, but they know how to put on a show. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. They and, can put and on a show. You can ask if you ever run into Doyle or Rod or anybody around. Or Markham. <laughs> yeah, there you He's go. He's Captain Kiss. There you oh go. But but more to the point with the, with the guys that took me to that show, like the next four or five brown 25 shows mm -hmm. yeah we got done playing and they were like man we should have taken you to see kiss a lot earlier because they were like you just like flipped a switch man you're like doo -doo -doo, just like putting on a show instead of just standing there playing bass so you know, awesome. it was like okay so uh, that's, that's why i had to put it on there that's awesome how about you ryan Counting Crows and Live. Oh, yeah. Starwood. That nice. was a really just mm. fun show to see. Nice. Um, I'm also going to go. I took my nephew and my niece down to Atlanta. New kids on the block. <laughs> <laughs> we saw uh, Trivium. 
Trivia. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. Godsmack and Disturbed. Nice. And that was a show I wasn't even like looking forward to. Yeah. But man, Godsmack can put yeah, on a Godsmack show. Godsmack's like, good. Like stuff, I was really man. surprised that that was Godsmack, definitely man. one of my favorite. He's the, tiny. The, <laughs> like so tiny. Yeah, yes. small dude. Uh, the third one, uh, Solid Starwood. Paul Simon and Bob Dylan. Nice. That was a pretty oh, man, fun I would show. Give anything to see Paul like, Simon. Paul Simon was pretty good. He's yeah, tiny awesome. too. Yeah. <laughs> and just to end this segment, um, if you're a millionaire out there listening to this show, buy Starwood and build it back up. Yes. Again, yes. Oh yeah. <laughs> please bring it back. Yeah. <laughs> please. We will be bring your just bookers. sitting there. We will book the bands to He's come. Sitting there. there waiting. All right. So a concert you regret never getting to see. Billy Joel. Billy Joel and Elton John. Billy Joel. Really? I never saw him, and I, I had a chance. To go see Billy Joel mm-hmm. a long time ago for forty bucks, and I was broke as a joke. Oh yeah. man! And I had no money. You and should I have taken out a loan for that. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I love Billy Joel, but it's you know I never got to see him, but it's not one I'm going to lose sleep over. But I do. I regret it. I the, regret it. Mine is uh, the frames because the frames and uh, the uh, duo he had with the girl he did that movie once with Glenn Hansard. Yeah. Uh, I didn't get to go because I was working at Gibson and Gibson didn't allow you to take nights off ever. It was against the rules. <laughs> and, uh, but I, I thought about calling in sick and be like, I don't care. Y'all can penalize me. Whatever. Take the points. Take yeah. the points. I was going to do it, but I didn't. And, uh, I went to work that night. So pissed off that I didn't get to go. And then Glenn Hansard took a Gibson tour that night and I was in line to clock in because they didn't let you clock in a second early uh, but Glenn Hansard walked right in the door and I screamed his name and scared the crap out of him <laughs> and, that's awesome uh, and, and when he walked up he walked right to me and shook my hand he was like do I know you and I was like no you don't know me at all but I know everything about you like, <laughs> excuse me while I fanboy out for a minute I was like I'm I'm supposed to be at your show right now. We're in line to get into your show, and I can't believe you're here. And I'm like, ah. But, yeah, I never got to see the frames, and he hasn't done a show in Tennessee since then, and that was like 12, 13 years ago. So that's one that I regret not getting to see. How about you, Chad? Yeah, I'll, I'll uh, ditto Billy Joel. I've never seen him live either, which would be cool. But, uh, but one I put down, I wish, and I've never seen them at all, but I wish I would have seen Pearl Jam during the 10 heyday like, yeah. oh okay because, i didn't see him until versus yeah see because pearl jam's another one of those a little while after versus came out yeah. is when i saw pearl jam yeah so. exactly but it, yeah, pearl jam's another one of those for me that's like after 10 i just uh, i was like man they're still great musicians and they, they still do good stuff but that album yeah. that album man yes. and and it, and it, i know part of it again is nostalgia it's it's time it's the time it came out and what i was into and what i was doing but I still go back and put that album on, absolutely, and I'll yeah. listen to it front to back. Yes, and, and Jeff Ament's bass playing on that, and like his bass playing on that album too for me was one of those. It was like my first introduction to fretless bass in a rock band. Oh, nice! You know, so I was like, okay, yeah, this can be done, and it can be done way cool. Yeah, you know. Of course, since then I've come across tons of it, but but mm-hmm. that was my introduction to it. But I, I just I regret not seeing them. I had an opportunity to see them at Murphy Center, no, mm-hmm. of, of all places, you know, a I smaller, know, right? a smaller yeah, a smaller intimate place, you know. Like I mean, it's it's still big, but it's not Bridgestone, you know. Yeah, yeah. But uh, and I I just didn't go. I, did, I probably same as you. I was, I was probably broke, and you know, <laughs> but but I do regret not seeing them around that time. How about you, Brian? Stone Temple Pilots. 
wish. The one we went the to. The one you went to. No, not, They're back, not you know. This, uh, yeah. The, but, yeah, the, the, just there there were a few times, I actually, that they, they were touring after that, too, yeah. and I actually had a chance. I saw them on a build plenty of times, Starwood, you know, something downtown. Then they were they came in a few times. Mm-hmm. I could have seen them. I just, you know, but again, going back to the broke thing. <laughs> yeah. Everybody broke. Everybody broke. Can't really do nothing. They're not just broke. They're baroque. baroque. <laughs> All right. So do you prefer live music or recorded studio music? Studio. I, re- I prefer you it. Do? I mean, I, I respect and I appreciate. I respect and I appreciate what a live performance can give and but I'm talking about if you know if you're giving me the recording of a live album and a recording of a studio album I'll take the studio album interesting I would pick live album because every time you know okay so studio music you get the perfection but in the live album you get something unique like uh, for example uh, Nothing Else Matters by Metallica when they did the symphony version you know when they sing and, and you remember that one part in it he doesn't even speak words anymore. Yeah. He's like, hey, yeah, you're right. You know? <laughs> yeah. But it sounded awesome because he sang it so great. Yeah. Uh, Never, ever, yeah it's like he just rolled a, something. He's telling one a of those syllable. toys that used to flip yeah. upside down. Never, ever, what I Yeah, see, I, I, love, I love live. Like, a, a lot of, like, I love the set list live, and I love everything. I just think you get, you to me... You get more unique singing. You get a different way. They might take the song and sing it a different way. So you might get the same song, but it's almost like a completely different song because they did, wanted to do it a different way or the way they wanted to originally, but the studio made them record it differently so it would sell. So mm-hmm. I prefer I prefer live music. What do you think, Ryan? I like studio music. You like studio yeah, music? Yeah, studio better? is probably what I would go with. <laughs> How about you, Chad? So I'm with Jim in the sense that like, if you're talking about an album yeah I would prefer to hear the clean studio version uh, because I want to hear whatever I want to pick it apart yeah is what I want to do yeah uh, but um, not to mention the fact that the live recording a lot of times is gonna suck yeah. I mean, it's just the, the quality of the recording well, it makes it hard to listen to for me I would think listening to it from a musician standpoint you're a little more forgiving on a live album yeah. because you know how things are not a perfect world. Because yeah. when you go into the studio, you can, oh, messed it up, let's do it again. Oh, messed it up, let's do it again. Right. Live, you only get one shot. You sure. Know? And you yeah. might make it, you might not. And I, I can know. totally forgive like flubs or, you know, because again, and that's something I've, I've talked about with, with other people, you know, on the road and whatever. It's like, don't worry so much when you're on the stage about getting it perfect. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Put a show on. Don't stand there looking at your shoes. Oh, but I nailed every note. Yeah, you were boring as hell though. That's, that's <laughs> true. It's like, oh, the music sounded that's incredible, true. but you guys were boring. Yes. Yeah. I've watched too many bands stand on stage and shoegaze and the music's Wallflowers. technically perfect. Wallflowers. Like, yeah. Uh, Dream wa- Theater. Yeah. Dream Theater. Of course yeah. that, what they're doing, they Phenomenal. can't really they're like, ah. I don't know how they, you can they, put on a show and yeah, play that music. Tough, but, but I mean, Dream Theater, you know, I mean, of course, they play three songs. It's a two-hour set. But, yeah. But, uh, but back to the point, um, so if it's live, if it's a video, I love watching it. Yeah. I like to be able to see it, I yeah. think. And I can, I can forgive the, the quality a little bit that way, I guess. But I just had this conversation the other day with some guys in, in the band with me, and, and same thing you said. They were like, well, 
I kind of like hearing, you know, the, the nuances and like the little changes that they do or, yeah. or maybe a different solo that night or whatever. Yeah. And I totally get that too. But I think if I have my choice, if you're going to give me an option, I want it clean so I yeah. can sit there and, and not have to like listen for stuff, you know? And That's true. Uh, there's, there are some albums in my opinion that are live that are way better than recorded. Like I prefer, I'm not a huge Garth Brooks fan, I don't like his studio recorded stuff. Mm-hmm. I think his live stuff yeah. is yeah. 100% better than his recorded stuff because he is more genuine, passionate, and gets into it more, sure. and I can hear it in his music. And I can I can name a few other bands that are that way, but I just think there's certain bands that are should be only studio bands and then the yeah. opposite for... Yeah, there are definitely <clears throat> artists out there that, uh, case in point, um, Fuel. All I yeah. ever heard from Fuel was Hemorrhage in My Hand because yeah. that's all 102 ever played. Yes. Over and over again. I'm, and it's a good song. I don't dislike the yeah. song. But I, I worked stage crew for, and they were playing one night. And I was like, okay, cool. I'll hear Hemorrhage in My Hand. And they started kicking into some of their hard stuff. And I was like, where has this been? Yeah. And yeah. I was like, well, where it's been is on the album I didn't buy, but because I didn't like the single that they put out. Or yeah. I liked it, but not enough to buy the album. Exactly. And then, you know, but then I went and got the album and I listened to it. And I was like, oh. Well, yeah. they're still better live, like yeah. in person. You know? Yeah. So you got a point there. I mean, there there are some performers that can't do it in the studio. Yeah. Right? yeah. Well, it's kind of like in the country mm-hmm. scene, especially the the same six artists will play on everybody's album. Yep. Yeah. They, they yep. can nail it in the studio, but none of them go on the road. Nope. T Bone. You know. So T Bone Bennett. He is like on every. Like or has sure. been on back, well, back in the nineties, you know, on yeah. every country album yeah, back from in the nineties all the way up to the mid two thousands. Every uh, every guitar solo through the nineties country was Brent Mason. I mean, yeah, yeah. It's like this solo sounds familiar. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's because he's done it. <laughs> How about you, Brian? Well, okay. It, <clears throat> if you base it just on music and music in general, I yeah. do prefer live based on one aspect. Um, not not necessarily the whole band, the band as a whole. Yeah. Um, the the singer. For me, uh, when it comes down to it, I do prefer live over recorded because a lot of times, um, a lot of times you can you can get away with a lot of stuff in a studio because the master engineer back there can make turn on the less suck knob sometimes on a vocal. Yeah. But you get out and, and live where that that studio album sounded amazing and then you got on stage and you sounded nothing yeah like that mm. and then that kind of that deteriorates my my ability to like you as a band I yeah mean, i can't like i don't know it's like i like for instance there was like i, I like this new the new band i i and i have to say unless i hear something different and it was just a bad timing um, the the Bad Wolves, the newest band that just came out. Yeah. Um, I like that cup co- that cover they did of Zombies, but I heard it studio first. Yeah. And then I heard it one other song that they did studio first. Then they went on like the Tonight Show or something like that, and they sung Zombies live, and it was terrible. Not good. Yeah. Not good at all. Yeah. yeah. But yeah. then you have I went and heard. Um, the simple man re-recorded by um the shinedown and then i heard him do an acoustic only version of that from a crappy recorded camera in someone's house and it sounded thousand times better yeah yeah so that's just to me 
a live version and of all things a crappy recorded live version yeah and it sounded that much better and there yeah. are times too i will say like as the performer that some nights you have gold in your fingers and some nights right. you got crap yeah True. i mean there's just yeah it's the same life happens yeah dude. And yeah you got, everybody yeah. we're all yeah. human we go through stuff and yeah. you know you got if you're stressed or if you're tired and all that stuff plays into but, your but plan. See, that's and that's what I was going with. That was one sure. one viewing. Sure, I need yeah. maybe see him in a different light. Maybe yeah. well rested. I mean, traveling tours that you, takes a toll on you. Then you got you know Vince Neil, who can't get through a verse without taking a breath. So yeah. <laughs> he's the one to call. Good. He's the one to, right. <laughs> All right, so uh, any closing thoughts or anything that we didn't cover throughout the um, no. music? No, there's so much discussion. more. I mean, there's tons more we yeah, can get into. Can get into music. deep detail in yeah. certain areas yeah. of this. We're gonna dive into music. We're, we'll get some more yeah, deep dive specific uh, music <coughs> episodes later on. But um, so any announcements? I'd like to announce. Yeah. Um, uh, it, and it's gonna get a little serious here for a second, only because it's something that you know. Uh, has come up recently in uh, Catholic Charities where uh, I work. Um, I would like to say uh, the suicide hotline, if I would like to, you know, do a plug for them because if you, you, it's never too late. There's always someone who uh, is there or you could talk to, or, you know, you're never alone. There's, if you, right now, if you, are feeling lonely right now and you want to message us on eclectic collective one of us will respond to you absolutely do not give up i want to say that because there have been a lot of people in all of our lives that did and you know it's a very sad moment and we could have said something we are saying something now to any of you out there who are listening to our pack podcast and if there's any of a moment you have need to reach reach out and you're afraid to call the suicide hotline, we're giving you another outlet. Message us on Eclectic Collective. One of us will reach out to you. You're never alone. And I don't know the hotline number right off chance, but Google, that's what Google is for. You know, Google the suicide hotline. I think it's one number. We'll post Uh, it on the... Yeah, we'll post post it it on our our page. Reach out. Don't give up. Uh, Any of us and family, friends, there's always someone out there and that will uh, you know, be there for you. And I if promise. you're hearing this right now, know this. It doesn't matter who you are. You don't know us. We don't know you. doesn't matter. doesn't matter. No. I would like you to understand something. You are loved and you have value. Mm-hmm. And so I would like you to, if, I mean, if, if, there, if you feel like there's nowhere else to turn, turn to us, call us, message us, whatever. Reach out to us. We will get back with you and we will start an open dialogue with you and we'll help you through whatever you're going through. Absolutely. No no matter what time, doesn't matter. Yeah, <laughs> Our phones matter. are always on. We get the notifications. Bing! Bing! We will get back to you. So don't give up. Reach out to that number. Reach out to us or reach out to a friend that even if you don't think they're there <laughs> for you, I promise you there is someone out there that is there for you. Go ahead, you Brian. You were saying one eight hundred two seven three eight two five five. Say it one more time. One eight hundred two seven three eight two five five. National Suicide Prevention Lifeline. Call that number at any moment you feel like giving up. Just don't give up. 
Uh, are there any other announcements? Or did we have any contests? Or contest we had the winners? one. We had the last giveaway that uh, we were going. We were giving away the Wonder Woman dual pack fun- Funko Pop thing. Yeah. Um, M- Michelle Rossini Singh, uh, you will be receiving a message from us soon, and we will get your prize out to you as soon as possible. Yeah. She listens to us all the way in Florida. Nice. Oh, Hello nice. Hello in Florida. Papaya. I will be there in September. Woohoo. October. <laughs> nice. Uh, I'm going to go ahead. Uh, I'm going to pick the episode for uh, next go week. Go for it. Go for it. Uh, I'm going to do Do You Feel Lucky Punk? Acting and writing and directing. Clint, the great Eastwood. Clint Eastwood. Awesome. Good uh, pick. It's more. It's a more direct. Yeah. Great legend. Yeah. Uh, I'm. Uh, we're gonna do Mel Brooks soon too, uh, but we're gonna have. We're That's gonna, gonna need take some time. We need. We, some we need some time to prep. Yeah, this. some prep for that. That's gonna be have a, a lot long of Mel episode. Brooks fans, and or you know, we have one that's kind of a fan, but we're gonna make him a super fan by yes, the we are. by the time yes, we this are. episode uh, comes out. Uh, any other announcements? I think it's it, man. I think that's it. Yep. Um, there was. I think there was one more thing. Um, no. Uh, just reach out to us on Facebook. We now have a Twitter, Twitter. I think. And we yes, now have Instagram. We now have Instagram. Yay. Jim, I got it, it. work. Thank you, I got it Jim. working. Yay. So Yay, we're Jim. now on all the major media outlets. Reach out to us on e- either one. Uh, there's direct links to our podcast on all of them. Uh, rate us. Uh, subscribe to us. Um, the only way we can get better is if you rate us. Um, and reach out to us on e- any of these. Uh, talk to us. Let us know if there's something you want to hear or that you haven't heard or if there was something on these podcasts you would like to say your two cents. We will uh, you know, recognize it and repost it or say it on these podcasts. And if we, if we pick your choice... Uh, we might be giving you a, asked to give you a phone call to yes. make put to do a spot on the show. Spot on the show. It's uh, a good time. Exactly. <laughs> if you wanna uh, if you wanna uh, follow me, uh, find me anywhere with Low End Warrior. Low End Warrior yep. here. I do not have a Twitter, but I do have Instagram and Facebook. So you heard it here. Check Low it out. End Warrior. Low End uh, Warrior. Check out Fargo Strut. Fargo Strut. Yes. Uh, look up the album for Tragedy Kings. What what was the Evolution. Name? Evolution. Evolution. Yep. Uh, yes, and uh, we want to thank you for joining us. Thank you, Chad. Oh, thank you so much, bro. Snap it to base. No yeah. fun having you, bro. <laughs> yeah, you were awesome, man. We were definitely time, want to man. have you back on. Uh, I'm Matt. I'm Ryan. I'm Brian. I'm Jim. Thank y'all, and y'all. We'll see you next time.